Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the PL Report podcast. Uh, it's me Amshuman and with me is Ayush as always. Uh today we are not trying anything very interesting or like we're not doing something very different. We'll stick to the basics. There's been a lot of Premier League action over the past few days. I am personally starting to get drained. If yesterday's game versus Liverpool like Liverpool versus United hadn't like been so interesting and exciting. I would have kind of stopped watching most games like I I I I am done with the season kind of like my I'm, uh, I'm excited for other things to be honest <laughs> but, are you oh yeah like honestly like uh, this is over right like I think I'm just looking forward to the Europa League final otherwise there's not much that I have to watch like oh, Champions League final obviously like yeah. as a United fan I agree that like if you're supporting United I think yeah even worried. overall it's not like things are over but like uh, l- l- let me just complete my thing like it's just that uh, it's gotten a bit uh, it's been a dense as fuck season anyways you were expected to watch too much the times are spread out especially for the Premier League like after a certain point it's just I'm saturated and I've been saturated for a while so I don't know how you feel but I am personally I'm looking forward to the end of this and looking forward to the European Championships. So I mean yeah, tell me about I your uh, kind of agree with you somewhat but I still think hmm. the top four race is quite on. Oh yeah so it is. Oh, definitely. I think definitely. that's the fun part left in the last two games. And you know oh, what's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, like, you know what's one interesting part? Hmm. Arsenal might still have uh, a shot at the seventh place. I'll explain this later. Before everyone yeah. thinks I'm an idiot, there's an actual yeah. chance of it happening. Okay. I yeah. still stand with the name I have. I still want out it. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. But but I think we can still get seventh if we play our cards right. Just if. Okay. Uh, screw that. Okay, we'll you got Arteta out here. Like you're not supposed to start with this, but I'm going to start with this. Explain to me why Arteta out and like I, I because I'm going to shoot down your argument for new manager hard. I'm going in. Go. kind of caught me off guard there i know I, i think uh, a few performances i think a few big games he's played us first of all would be his false nine formations that he started off this is not even just like towards the end of the season yeah but he did it like four times man like it's not like he's done it so, all the time it was in crucial games dude i think i know i know i know i know yeah fair, fair, it's fair, not fair, like yeah. listen it's not like he played no i'm not saying you're completely talking bullshit at all i'm just oh, yeah. I'm, i'm trying to debate you like i'm trying to uh, Yeah, go ahead. Uh so first of all, the false nine formations in important games it was not like it was like against West Brom or something that they've already been relegated. You can try new stuff. He tried a new formation in a semi-final. That was a must win if you want to play in Europe next season. Yeah, that 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 game you can really hold against him the Villarreal game because that was poor like like that and, was just poor. And some performances it just doesn't look like he has the dressing room anymore. like whether be it against city liverpool find they're like 10 times bigger than us and like how they're playing right now is 10 times better but you don't see the fight anymore with the club and that do you think he lost the dressing room honestly like i i, I never got that feeling from it i, I think i i read this room i think five to six players want to leave i think during the season in the middle of them many people want him wanted him out there was a lot okay. going on I mean well, stuff five like, or six players are still going to leave aren't they because they've got a lot of deadwood in that squad oh, yeah. I'm happy they're all leaving most of them like yeah, the, yeah exactly yeah Williams, I mean screw them let them go out yeah. but I think this is a point in the manager and to be fair okay fine there are some positive obviously so hmm. like uh, 
where you take like Arsenal, if you take the Christmas after Christmas table, Arsenal currently mm. sit third. That's and yeah. we were. And an interesting point they said about Chelsea. Did you know that? Yeah, Chelsea I remember because Chelsea had a pretty poor start to the season. So yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. they picked up a few results in the beginning and then like City yeah. and Man City, uh, like Chelsea and Man City were kind of similar in that regard. They had gone dropped down the table when Liverpool were leading and United were right there. I think United is the only team that's consistently been in the top four spots this year, like except for the start blip. That was yeah, I think except from game. the start blip, I think they've consistently yeah. been there. Yeah, I think I they think, had less, yeah. uh, up until I think yesterday, they had less losses compared to Manchester City. It was yeah. just their draws that has them in the second place. Yeah, they were drawing a lot of games and they like. Yeah. That means nothing, honestly, because like anybody who's uh, suggesting that this United team was even close to City or even close to Liverpool oh, no. on paper, like on their day, that's not true at all. Like this, the, the, this team still needs a couple of levels to go up and to match those because those are people might disagree with me right now, but like look at that thing ten years from now. This Man City team, the previous iteration of Man City that won the title, and this Liverpool team. They are all-time Premier League teams. Like they, you can compare them to some of the best Great, teams that yeah. we've seen in this era. That's fair. That's fair. I think the yeah. Centurions really, like, what do you say, yeah. crossed the mark? I don't think anyone was ever thought of. Thirty-two wins, four draws, and two losses. That's yeah. That's because all the numbers are ridiculous there. Like all of them. Like Liverpool's they, numbers are ridiculous. City's numbers are even more ridiculous. And uh, it's and just they won crazy back shit. To back. With 100 points and then 98 points, averaging 99 points two seasons. You know how that, how bad that is as a team. Yeah, the, I think even Real and Barcelona weren't doing those numbers in consecutive seasons. No. Like when they were at the height of their rivalry in the early uh, 2010s. Like yeah, when Barca was basically the Pep, the Pep brigade and the, and the uh, Jose revolutionary. Uh, yeah, and Mourinho was obviously on the other side. So, okay, let's get back to this. Let's get back to the uh, Arsenal uh, issue. Okay. So, also, uh, okay, yeah, go. go yeah, also, another, going uh, on, fair enough. I don't think Arteta is the worst manager, but you have to understand the state that Arsenal as a club is in right now. I don't think he's mm. good enough to pull them out of the crisis right now. Okay, I mean, fair, you okay. see him as a good manager, you understand. But then you have to understand the kind of club he's handling, what are the financial backing he's getting, what okay. is the set of players that he's getting, what is the recruitment yeah. backing him up. We got David Lewis, we got Billion, we've got we've been getting dead wood inside. I think before this yeah, also yeah, was yeah. happening, Stefan Lechstein, yeah. I can't spell this. Lechsteiner, yeah. Lechsteiner, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the guy who was at Juventus, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you signed when he was 33. What's yeah. going on with the recruitment? Why are they getting Petr Cech was signed after his prime? You know? Yeah, but that's been a that that has nothing to do with Arteta, so I don't no, understand. I'm not uh, that that's not uh, exactly. Okay. I'm just saying that I don't think Arteta. Is good enough to pull Arsenal from the hell they currently sit in. Okay. Okay. Very, let's. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll have to stop you there because uh, this is something that uh, another NBA thing I'm going to talk to you about a bit. It's called a sure. rebuild. Okay. Yeah. Arsenal yeah. clearly need a rebuild. For sure. No doubt about sure. it. And uh, what what are your expectations from this team next season? First question I'm going to ask you is this: What do you expect from this team next season? First of all, do you want me to talk about signings also? Okay, or, yeah, okay. Positions? No, because I, I want to get into detail about this. Like, I really want to, like, because I don't watch them play all the time. You do. So, I want to see exactly, like, point by point, exactly how these things are functioning. And uh, 
so okay next season your expectations from the summer let's start from the summer who do, what kind of expectations do you have with the squad rotation like how is the squad going to build for next season go okay so i'll first of all speak about the people that need to be so need to be sold the players that are playing yes. okay. i think go they ahead. have to clear out david luiz's wages billion okay. has to go i think okay. this might be harsh but i think the third one who is the third one bond leno leno okay i'll explain this also later it's not a just about his performance is i don't think he wants to stay also he's well quite... you basically like i understand the david luiz one he's been there for a while villian you're not getting rid of okay there's no way he's going to go nobody is going to purchase him no zero zero that's the value he has that's, in the market that's right that's one problem we have bond leno if you sell bond leno who the hell do you buy do you have the money to buy a keeper who's better than bond leno in the current market with the amount of money arsenal have i would say no so bond leno i am not expecting to leave and i don't honestly see want him to leave arsenal per se because he's pretty good on his day i think the problem is that that backline is so shaky that like it's a it's a symbiotic relationship like leno loses confidence in the backline loses confidence in himself the backline loses confidence in leno then loses confidence in themselves and it reciprocates and that is why quite a lot of the problem lies with the lack of central figures who lead your backline okay Okay, so you talked about three players. Go more. Like I think you need more dead wood out of this. I'll just back the Bird Leno thing. So first of all, what yeah, are you saying? Completely true. I agree. Yeah. On his day, he's one of the best keepers around in the Premier League. But the problem hmm. is, with a shaky side, you can't remo- uh, right now. You can't get rid of the whole defense line just to keep the keeper. Yeah. yeah. And first, and he's expressed that he wants out. He wants to leave. Oh, I think okay. That's okay. Robert I did not know this. Okay, go so ahead. That's been yeah. rumored. So, like, when he was asked about his future, he said he didn't know, and then he told apparently he told the squad members and everything. He wants out next season. So I think okay. he's and uh, Andre Onana from Ajax. I think he's rumored okay. to be signing with Arsenal if he passes drug test. Uh, drug test. I think if not, like drug if he starts. Oh yeah. yeah, he was banned, right? Yeah, he was banned. So I think they're first appealing for his ban to be reduced to six ah, months. Ah, okay, yeah, that makes sense, right? That's the only kind of keeper they could get a guy who's been banned for drugs. Yeah, because nobody, oh, okay. nobody else would want to come, would they? Would they? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> they don't play. They're not playing in Europe. I don't see anyone else coming in who would want to. Yeah, stay. exactly. I think, yeah, I think Matt Ryan is a good backup keeper. I think if we don't find an instant replacement for Burn, I know he could be placed in for a while. Uh, yeah, the guy who lost his place at Brighton is supposed to be a good one. <laughs> like He's I'm just, I, I'm just trying to chart how far they've fallen and how far you, as an Arsenal fan, have to look down at a club which was so much better, like even ten years ago. You know the thing is, I haven't watched them in their glory days. I've watched Alexis Sanchez days. I watched the FA Cup days. I that is still glory days. compared to this, isn't it? Of course, of course. Everything is compared yeah. to like last. Yeah, last I'm not season. comparing them to the Invincibles at all. Even like compare them to Van Persie, yeah. the Van Persie era, like that. I'm not. I'm really not even thinking that. Well. I'm. I'm seeing max to max when we came second in the league behind yeah. Leicester. That was like the yeah, highest yeah, yeah. as an Arsenal fan. Yeah, that, that was, was such a fluky I, second. Like, let's be honest, but okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, I just the love I had for Alexis Sanchez. Dude. I think he was at yeah, his best. He was a better player for. He was a better player than Hazard. It's an unpopular opinion, but I think at his best season. When it's he got a debate. Like, goals, you can debate that. So I'm. I'm I mean, going to give that. Yeah. I'm not going to debate that with you now, but yeah, I, that's yeah. that's a fair argument to make. Yeah, moving on to the uh, selling, I think. Uh, Torreira needs to be sold. I think even he didn't. He yeah, didn't he's like gone. He's, he's gone. gone. He wants to leave anyway, so that's done. Oh yeah, I think he oh. wanted to sign for Boca. Uh, 
some club I think. yeah whatever he wants to go somewhere else he like, wants to go his heart is honestly Euro. not my concern like where he goes yeah. like as long as he's not exactly. coming to a major european team which he hasn't barely he has barely played for atletico this season anyway so okay i think torreira is gone okay i think and gundozi also needs to be sold unless he's integrated okay, that squad. is somebody who might actually fetch you a value in the market okay fine yeah he might be 30 million or something if like on a lucky day yeah, that's way too much in my opinion but yeah okay uh, no, i 20, think i would will, 20 is my uh, yeah but, uh, i think that's a fair market region joe willick you want to sell uh i think so yes cuz i think he's been having a great season he will get us okay. money and i really want ah, to see okay him fair, fair 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 but really he's not going to come in instead of smithro or uh, exactly. i don't know like even reese nelson and all i don't know like some of the younger ones like some of them there is no idea what to expect from them because that's like one a lot of players have been blocking those spaces i mean that's one more problem with arteta his lineup selections Why did he not play Martinelli? Why did he not play Reece Nelson? Why did he keep on giving William chances when he was playing shit week in week out? Even when they were asked, was is Reece Nelson a lazy trainer or is he doing something bad in training? He said no, he's doing his amazing job. It's my fault. Yes, it's your fault. You're playing William again and again. What has he done throughout the season? Well, yeah, maybe, but that doesn't say mean that Reece Nelson is going to do a better job. Like I don't see Ooh. that as a fair enough argument. See the thing Honestly, is, honestly, like. Like, we see, we don't see them on the training ground, and training ground is a very, very important part of our football that people completely forget about. So, like, because, like, I, I personally, as a, as a viewer, I give the benefit of doubt in some of these lineup selections to the manager after a certain point because, like, you, you don't know how they're training. Arteta is the one who's telling you, and he's still not selecting the guy. That means he's not as good as Willian in training, like most likely, or I mean, there is something else that's going on. So. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not saying Arteta is. It's not Arteta's fault at all. I'm just saying that in this case, I would give him the benefit of the doubt. That's all. I just think that as we haven't seen Reece play at all, I think yeah, it's unfair fair, to fair, fair. Yeah, to that's a good question to ask, though. Yeah, you've not seen him play in an FA Cup game or in uh, what do you say, EFL Cup? Why didn't game? he go out on loan then? Like, why didn't they send him out on loan? Like, they sold him. He didn't do that. This Dimitri Knight might have actually played. He sent him out on loan. So yeah, actually. i am getting more on board with with your th- way of thinking the more we discuss this because like i thought these the, you guys are like the the arsenal fan group and whatever it is and like they jump on these things too much and arsenal have fans they have do, like aftv and everything I, i haven't reached on arteta out till recently after it was for yeah 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 no that is why i am asking you because you've become very bold in claiming that like look at the name on your sc- on the yeah. screen so and last week also you were really pissed about it so that's why i thought like after a certain Even point this week is when we discussed the chelsea arsenal game i don't think by any means we can credit our data for the win well that was a fluky one like i watched most exactly. of it exactly exactly very fluky i think it was chelsea's mistake it was almost a own goal i think it was the almost the 1000th own goal of the premier league kepa made a yeah. good save there He made a good save there. Yeah, that was a good save. Like uh, Kepa is the one to want to play. I think some uh, pundit or somebody tried to put shit on him also for some reason. Like because you, the horse is down, kick him as much as you can. Like kind of that kind of attitude. I okay. Don't, I don't want to get into this way too much. We've already yeah. gone 15 minutes. I want to because I want to talk about the new manager that you've been touting like uh, online. Oh, Graham Potter. I think yeah, I wrote an article on this also. Have you read that? Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's talk about this one. Like, okay, why? Uh, first of all, 
Okay, who's your first choice? Give me like, give me three and give me first. Like, give me three. My first choice would honestly be Graham Potter. Over somebody like a Rogers or a Hassan Hootl or something. I'm not sure if a Rogers will come. And I. I That's a I'm different not... question. That's a different question completely. But yeah. I haven't exactly researched so much on Rogers' background and everything. I saw that argument you guys had on the WhatsApp group also. Where it was Graham okay. Potter. You want me to give you a bit of background on it? Because I did my research afterwards. Because... Uh, I honestly wanted to write about Brendan Rogers Vixie. That's not the article I got, but yeah, like that's something I want to write about. Because I want to kill this right here in the bud to anybody who listens to this. Brendan Rogers, the people, the, the idea that people have that he's went to Celtic and did basically nothing and he had to just walk them to the title, that's complete horseshit. Complete horseshit. The man was unbeaten for a fucking season. Like, are you kidding me? How can you like that is so insulting? And I got so pissed at that idea that. Somehow Graham Potter is better than Brendan Rodgers. Fuck no. Fuck no. That is not the case at all. Like, he's younger. He's not proven himself at all. I'm not saying Graham Potter is shit or anything. That is not my suggestion. But a guy with a fucking CV of brilliance. Brilliance. He brought in, like, Celtic were kind of expected to start teetering when he came into play. And he put that side right in. First season they went in, they beat the shit out of everyone. They, I don't know if it was the first or second season when they unbeaten, went unbeaten, but dude, all three seasons that he was there, he won every trophy that he could domestically. All of them. Like He had to leave in Feb to join Leicester. And his Leicester record also, people are screaming that he's a choker and some nonsense like that. How? Like, no, I don't how? think that's important. So, I think what? No, right now, what I'm going to say is, I'm not going to yeah. compare the two managers. I think, of course, yeah, Brendan yeah, yeah. has a better CV. I didn't yeah. even jump on the WhatsApp group. My main yeah. reason for which I would rather have Graham Potter and mm. Arsenal than Brendan yeah, Rodgers yeah, is not yeah. very logical. I think, first of all, why would a manager who's already competing for a team that fights in the Champions League spot draw yeah, that's a, a that's a different from, Yeah, he's not going to come. Let's just let's be honest get realistic. about it. I'm not yeah. going to be like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I want Allegri or something. Let's get realistic, yeah, yeah. okay? Let yeah, me talk okay, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah, Leicester that's, that's have been in contention for UEFA Champions League in the last two seasons. Why would Rogers want to leave his spot there where he's already built a team, his team? You can yeah. arguably say it's his team, you know. There are not yeah. much players there from the past. Well, quite a lot of the players who are at their best right now are because of him and because are of because of him, yes. Yeah. That he's instilled. So like, like you watch the Leicester game, Leicester United game, Yuri Telemans, rock yeah. star, rock star. Oh, like what a player. Yuri Telemans. Yeah, we'll discuss yeah, that game later. So get back so to your point. Yeah, so many good yeah. players. Yeah, so I'm yeah, just yeah. Yeah, Why yeah. would he want to come to a club that needs a desperate rebuild? I don't think he'll be given the funds and everything for the players he wants also. That's also a doubt there. He'll have yeah. to restart everything. While he's already, he's not mm-hmm. actually, I don't think he's completed his mission with Leicester City. Yet. Fair, fair. But he yeah. want to leave for Arsenal. That's the first yeah. reason. Second yeah. reason, I don't think Arsenal can right now afford Brendan Rodgers over Graham Potter. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Okay, okay, okay. So These this one is done. Like, we, we, yeah, you, you could list 10 more reasons like this. So let's get back yeah. to the topic at hand. Like, I just wanted to clear that thing up, the Brendan Rogers slander that was going on. So I, oh, I just I want to talk to you. Like, I know, I I'm, no, I'm, I'm not telling you, man. I'm just like, it was a very general thing. Like, I'm not pertin- particularly pointing the finger at you. Like, you, you talked about Graham Potter a lot in the past couple of days. So I thought I'll use that to... Put my side on Brendan Rogers first, and then we'll discuss Graham Potter because I think we need to d- do this discussion as well. Because, uh, like, 
Graham Potter is being talked about a lot and the expected goals and whatever things there are. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like expected in a Europa League spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah expected points. Yeah, they directly calculated from expected goals. So it's basically yeah, exactly. the same thing. Yeah, it's, so they're uh, expected to be higher than Leicester City, West Ham. And that's quite yeah. shocking because like Brighton aren't ninth or 10th. They're 17th. Yeah. You have to understand the jump from 17th to 5th in expected points. Yeah. This yeah. clearly comes to the squad you have now. So this is, is it just the squad? Is it just the squad? That is the I only question it, I'm going to ask. It plays a lot of role. A major, it's not like, first of all, let's No, obviously the squad plays a major role, but I don't think the squad is the be all and end all of your expected points being very high. And and another problem that I have with XG is quite a lot of people take it as gospel. It's not gospel. It's just another statistic. You have to look at it as a statistic. You don't have to look at it as a be-all and end-all. Because the people who really use XG, like the guys who are really into it, they will be the first ones to tell you, use this as a metric. Don't use this as, as the be-all and end-all of your argument. Like any person who's making the argument just on the basis of XG, you have to red flag that argument. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Graham Potter hasn't done a good job with Brighton and all. Right. Well, the football they play is pretty is really good to watch. Exactly. Yeah, they can be very defensively solid at times. Like that's pretty impressive. Like they concede weird goals also. And uh, they have I think they've conceded 41 goals, which I'm just reading yeah. from my own article, which is yeah. lesser than uh, Leicester City, West Ham, and Everton. All sitting third, fifth, and what do you say, ninth or something. For yeah, and Liverpool joined the club now because they conceded two and they are now on 41. Yeah. So they've got exactly. the same so, number of goals. So now they have the same amount of goals conceded. Yeah. As clubs fighting for European sport and everything. While yeah, they're yeah, sitting yeah. 17th, they're clear, hmm. they're clear about relegation. There's no scare there. But yeah. still, 17th. I hmm. think that, I think we have to credit Graham Potter a lot there. And I think hmm. for a rebuild, I think he'll be the one person who can actually guide Arsenal with a rebuild. Because let's hmm. be honest, okay. Arsenal are, are, are in the worst form of their lives and I think everything you want to say, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, like especially like you, we can't go back to like the thirties or forties where random. Oh yeah, no. Like in the third division Maybe or something. Maybe in the last thirty years. Last thirty years. Yeah, last yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, fair. Yeah, it's like yeah, I don't want to like just stick to. They've been in their worst form for long for a long time. Let's just yeah. Stick to that. Let's just like, say that. They still have themselves. at least a much much better and bigger squad than Brighton. Hmm. So, okay. Players and everything. Whether be it youngsters, professionals, anything, Aubameyang is a good player. Lacazette yeah, like the squad levels are mighty yeah. different because yeah, the budgets and things are like yeah, that's so, obvious. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Graham Potter with that budget and with that squad could hmm. do wonders compared to okay. what Arteta is doing right now. Maybe sure like that is completely questionable, honestly. Like, completely it will be maybe because we haven't seen it yet and he hasn't proved it. Yeah, like he has not been even close to the level of managing a club like Arsenal. Like, as people assuming that he could go in and manage a Tottenham and an Arsenal well, like, dude, you have to be very skeptical about it. This guy hasn't done it. And England does not have a great record of giving lower league managers a chance at the highest table. Look at the managers in the last few years. Who have, which British manager has actually gotten a chance at the top? Brendan Rodgers is the closest, funnily enough. He's the closest to being at one of the top clubs which actually compete for the championship, like, close enough to the championship. Okay. Don't give them a chance. And uh, okay. Now I'm going to ask you something which I just thought of right now. And I think it's small. It sounds smart, most probably. Would you rather give a chance to a lower level manager who has hmm. exceeded perform uh, exceeded expectations, 
and you hmm. have to credit he's a great manager like, he has he has at brighton yes he has exceeded expectations you... he has been let down a bit by the squad as well i agree to both those points okay or will you give the chance to some coaches assistant When the coach is Pep Guardiola, maybe yes, because that's what Arsenal Football Club did. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened, right? That's what everyone yeah. thought. He's he's what do you say, Pep's coach? He must know a lot of stuff that other managers don't. He'll have that advantage. He hasn't shown that yet. Well, the, the biggest problem is that the Arsenal haven't backed him with the right players at all. Like who who do you think in that team fits a Pep Guardiola squad? He's learned from Pep. Pep has a particular style of playing. Pep executes things in a particular manner. The patterns are the patterns that he's seen are from Pep. So you can't expect him to suddenly start becoming like a Sam Allardyce or something and pick up exactly. That's not what his education is about, and that is what the thing is. Management experience is only done by actually managing. So the decision in the beginning to get this guy in was definitely wrong because he's barely got any experience. He has nothing to show that he is capable of doing this. and he wasn't even a big legend for the club the club legend logic i don't get like solshay frank lampard these guys are involved with the biggest moments in the club history yeah mikel arteta he played like four seasons for arsenal and was pretty good there and he was injured most of the time like not a club legend i wouldn't call him a club legend under any circumstance especially for a club like arsenal whose line of legends like you can start counting and you'll your day will end but you'll forget five of them see so, i agree and this is why i think grab potter with the squad hmm. of players in the back he can do a better job than arteta arteta needs those city s players to execute yeah. pep's tactics grab hmm. potter could do it with brighton and he can do it with arsenal i think that's my argument yeah the the biggest question is uh, can he like like i'm not uh, like my idea for this is like my reason for not being as on board with arteta out as you are is dude the guy has barely got a chance he's barely got a squad and like uh, do we have especially when you don't expect anything from next season and you're not even going to be in european football may as well give the guy who's been there a chance to start from scratch kind of like so that oh, he can yeah. get rid of these guys like the deadwood can be gotten rid of like you need a rebuild manager the nba thing i was talking about like sometimes like the best manager like the greg popovich and the like Eric Eric Spolstra these guys aren't necessarily going to get your club who's down you when you have to build you have to give the younger players a chance and you have to inculcate your you have to find your core i don't think mikel arteta is the worst guy for that if arsenal are willing to accept the fact that yeah a couple of years we are going to take hits if we don't take hits and we don't see improvement from the younger lot then yeah get rid of arteta but i think the one thing arteta has done well is the younger players who have gotten a chance have really done well and they oh, really yeah. picked up their game like martin odegaard came in young player interesting player dynamic player he's done pretty well for arsenal emil smith rowe oh. has done well bukayo saka has done well rob holding and callum chambers have also done well so it's not like arteta hasn't helped players so that is I why wouldn't, i wouldn't call holding how do you say a younger player i think he's been there since bengar and everything and he's had his Better yeah, but he's barely gotten his chance in this team. I think that so. would be injury issue, but yeah. Moving on, I think I'll just address two points. Uh, I don't think mm. Arsenal should sign Odegaard anymore, and they should definitely give Martin uh, Emil Smith Rowe a chance at playing at that position rather than mm. deploying him on the left side. I think okay. Martin Odegaard isn't going to be an easy buy anyways. They should yeah. invest somewhere else instead of Martin Odegaard, considering his injury status. Yeah, I think I think the uh, approach that should be like a bit of a mid-table Premier League club, like actually take on that approach 
invest in players you can get on the cheap and then you can develop like get yeah. in guys from france get in younger guys from germany get in cheap guys so that like you can create a core out of younger players and especially these younger players who will have an appeal to play for arsenal because they weren't going to be given a chance at manchester united or or chelsea or man city like use that appeal to create a younger squad a more core base squad like so that you can fit in guys and you can let them figure the mistakes out iron out their games let them improve and then after like become lester like use the approach that lester used yeah but I arsenal have not shown like arsenal have such a like i think the prob- biggest problem with arteta out that i have is that it deflects a lot of the play blame which is not even arteta's problem or even in his realm of problems like he has nothing to do with quite a lot of the problem that arsenal currently face well we've got a half an hour on this okay let's uh, we'll i think we'll have to stop like until unless you have a last like conclusive point uh give me that and then we'll get uh, get on with I the i don't i don't think i have a conclusive point i can go on with the what do you say discussion yeah, okay. you, you, you still want graham potter in instead of arteta right okay let's let's oh no i think i would rather want uh, i that, what realistically is going to happen is what i've read is i think arteta is going to be given the start of the season the first eight games six to eight games he'll be judged if they perform well he'll be given the job otherwise you agree with that that sounds very stupid to me like why give him 6 to 8 games all of a sudden like it's not like you're going to completely change up the squad in the summer unless that's your plan if you plan on i think that is the plan the squad think... like a property brother show or something like that that's the only way i see this working i think like... stan kroenke i've read this somewhere i think it was david austin or something they're going yeah. to invest in three would you say blockbuster signings as they say so i think most of them yeah. they should be plus 30 million plus or something I think yeah. if they're getting getting in a right back, oh, one more player to sell, Hector Bellerin. I think I didn't mention that. Hector Bellerin, I think wants to leave yeah. also. He doesn't yeah, seem he very interested. Like, so yeah. yeah, I think he's not even a part of Mikel Arteta's plans anymore. They're already okay. offering Callum Chambers a new contract. So, anyways, yeah. let's move on to the games now. Yeah, okay, let's move on. Like we had our uh, discussion on uh, Arsenal for quite a long time, and it's pretty well, much the Arsenal podcast now. Yeah, yeah, no, but I've like I, next week we'll do another club. Let's just go into yeah. a bit of another club and have a discussion because I think summer is approaching anyway, so may as well do sure. these things. Yeah, For so sure. let's talk about the game yesterday. Let's talk about Manchester United versus Liverpool. Uh, I loved it. I really enjoyed this. Like honestly, I did not expect much. I thought it'll be another KG top team game, like which we've been seeing for a while. But these like the mistakes were there. Both sides were making mistakes, but it was really fun to watch. So, uh, what are your uh, thoughts? It was a good game to watch, but I'm quite disappointed because I really thought Manchester United were going to win. I think with the run of the form, I think. I mean, I know. I mean, I think they had broken what you say the top six draws and curse against Tottenham mm. when they came back, and they performed extremely well. In yeah, that I game. did. Tottenham being part of top six and uh, like the, that is automatically. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I get that argument, but yeah, well, we I got was, our first audience interaction. Uh, at least got to see thiago perform was thiago that great this game like i honestly thought like a lot of it was like just perpetrated by united mistakes like the blowpool goals like also like, white was awesome trent was excellent yesterday trent was excellent I and formino was obviously thing. excellent yeah all the people who are hating on thiago cuz he has zero assist this season i hope all of you know he had zero assist in bundesliga last season too and he was rated as one of the best midfielders So you've completely missed the bullet about goals. Didn't he? Didn't wasn't he part of the team of the year or something? Because yeah, I'm pretty part. sure you would have gotten consideration for it. Yeah, like he, he was, was that good. Like 
we saw exactly. him in the semi finals and finals of those tournaments and he had he was running the show and he was running the show yesterday you didn't even see him like those kinds of midfielders if the lesser you see of them the more impact they're actually having because in these kinds of position mistakes are what your eye goes to and exactly. the objective is to not make mistakes as a midfielder in quite a lot of cases you're not so, going to look at tony cruz and be like oh he didn't get what he said 10 goals and assists this season he's a bad midfielder this is what yeah. happens with Bruno. the liverpool yeah. hate he's, get, he's getting is absolutely ridiculous it's like yeah. they all i think everyone's jumped on the goals and assists bandwagon i've seen people compare it for left and right backs also screw midfielders dude left and right backs i think like he doesn't have well, as much yeah, trent is the biggest problem there right trent and robo like these guys are just so good at that and they're so important as an attacking or outlet for the higher field also they're much they play much higher than normal right backs and yeah, they do they're yeah. almost right trent, no well it's, robo doesn't robo is the one who's doing up and down all the time because he'll be back defending a lot as well trent like trent you don't want him to do that that's the objective of that side like Trent is not going to be your best defender because that's not his job. Also, like they don't, Jurgen Klopp doesn't want him to be defending all the time. Why else do you think he deploys him in such a, in just forward areas? And uh, yeah, yeah like, even the audience the agrees with us exactly. That's exactly, so that's what it was the fullbacks. So okay, uh, we need to. Trent was excellent yesterday. Trent was awesome yesterday, and. Uh, Okay, I want to talk a bit about uh, like Harry Maguire. We'll have to suggest, right? Oh yeah. The biggest I, reason I for Harry play. Maguire costing so much money. You, you got your reason yesterday. That team looked hapless without him, and I was so happy seeing that that people realized how good this guy is because, like, in he some of the positions, excellent this season. He has been I, great this season, and nobody's willing to admit it. This is the reason why you'll have to admit it. Like Eric Bailly for for the all the good things he does. He's always got a, mis- a mistake in him. Lindelof, I think uh, Lindelof. I don't know. There is a lack of. Uh, he's too smooth, and I think that's why he works really well with Maguire because Maguire will be the hard hitter. He'll be the one who'll like the the big dude who'll be t- t- taking on tackles and stuff like that. Lindelof generally tries to operate on a much softer side. Like he'll try and intercept the ball rather than make big tackles going in, and he'll uh, he'll try and use his like uh, be more. Uh, Like try and read the game more than actually like like kind of like Ferdinand and Vidic. Like Ferdinand was the smoother one. Ferdinand could take the ball out, and even though Maguire does that part of it pretty well as well, he's not a great passer, but he can carry the ball quite well. And uh, well, I, I think still, uh, I still don't agree that Maguire was worth the eighty million, but he's an excellent player for United. Well, I think sometimes you just have to pay those kinds of mon- yeah, sums for those kinds of players. You had to pay that because they were yeah. a, what is the rival club and everything, and they saw that opportunity to overprice yeah. it. Yeah. But I still think he was a he's been a great signing for them in the mm. last two seasons. Maybe yeah. not so he was good last season. He's been better yeah. this season. And you saw how how would you say confused the defense look? How yeah. confused the defense look at the back. The midfield looked confused. Like even Fred and McTominay weren't the sharpest their sharpest selves because they did not have that leader in the leader behind them. Yeah. Yeah, you need that, and like that It's is what Maguire's fault that he was bought for eighty million, but he performs exactly. like a yes. good player. Absolutely, you're right. Yes. And uh, like even Van Dyke, like very similar comparison in the sense, like they're they're different kinds of players, but that central leadership, linchpin, you need that queen in your team who's able to do so many different things, and he who gives confidence to the players around them. Like initially we thought, oh, Liverpool didn't miss a beat without Van Dyke because, oh no, like uh, it's not the f- no because they had play other players who could pick up that leadership slack for a bit. 
and long term you could see that the moment things went on and on and on after a certain point liverpool broke it's a lot about psychology here and we do not realize how the how mentally draining it is to not have your best player on the team playing like van dijk is liverpool's best player in my opinion but i kind of back that yeah i agree. and like these guys of guys the guys who are leader they they just they feel make the other guys around them feel invincible like that's what guys like roy keane and patrick vieira did like those are the those are the kind of like that's what messi does and that's what iniesta did and that's what zavi did like you feel untouchable when you are around these guys because they are just that fucking good so uh, okay i th- i think we've discussed this game like do we do you no, want we to say discuss anything? how roberto firmino scored two goals yesterday Well, I mean, that's pretty good. Like, I don't, I don't he like that slander. He has scored twelve Premier League games. Yeah, that's he has fine. Scored since Does the end of January. Does he have to score a lot? Like, is that his objective? I don't see that. Like, there's the difference between scoring a lot and scoring and not scoring at all. And he's been on the not scoring well, at all. Well, look at Liverpool's form in those games that you're talking about. Liverpool have been pretty, like, pre- Liverpool have been pretty shit at home since January. But like, they've been pretty good away in that time and. Uh, Well, yeah, Firmino is not last year's Firmino. Let's be honest about it. But yeah, it's not was like he's was he bad the face of also. I think he was great last last year and before that. But well, was wasn't he... he great last year when they rode to the title quite sim- easily? Like, I mean, as a goal scoring, and I still think like even last season. Yeah, I think that's that that just is, like that. I don't buy that argument at all. That you have to be a great goal scorer to be in that Liverpool side. Like Jurgen Klopp is not a is not a moron under any circumstances. He was not. And Firmino played like crazy last year. He played almost all the fucking time, and he barely scored. And he doesn't have to. He does so many different things for you. He's so clever on the ball. He he's got so many positive qualities about him. Why do we have to class like uh, like pigeonhole him into being a scorer? And uh, yeah, like even the like even Shithir is saying like he's playing with Salah and Mane. Like they were getting See, the I goals in, weren't they? I think I slightly disagree. I think this is where in hmm. this season we got to know how much Liverpool needed a striker. when you couldn't rely on salah and mane your wingers to score i think this is when well, they needed yeah. but which which striker would have worked with salah and mane can you give me an answer to that i think maybe giroud if you have trent and robertson crossing the ball so many times giroud did not score in a complete world cup and he played almost every minute so that doesn't help your argument think, at all i think he's been good though like last season and this season towards the end when he's been played well you 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 started the argument with goals and assists man i'm just i'm just turning it on oh, you <laughs> He has, I think, he has around 13 goals this season. In the amount of games he's played, that's quite good for a striker. And yeah, well, the, uh, Giroud is like, yeah, that's fine for this season. But he's playing around completely different players as well. Like, I'm just ar- making the argument that you don't have to be a goal scorer to be an inter- be a great striker for your team. Oh, he was a part of a World Cup winning team, and he did not score a single goal in the World Cup. So, I mean, that's not what I was trying to get. And I was like saying, I think the Liverpool system. And under really present, it quite an obvious parallel, honestly. Like. I mean, I get that, but I think better at finishing. Who's better at finishing, Giroud or Firmino? Firmino has scored some excellent goals. I mean, finishing, finishing. Who would you yeah. rely on? Uh, more reliable. Like honestly, neither of those two guys are reliable. You've seen a lot of Giroud at Arsenal. He's not a reliable oh, finisher. Giroud. He's gotten he's gotten a weird kind of stealth about him. Like uh, I think Benzema used to do that a while ago. Like he used to just score some in some random occasions when he didn't score a lot. Like. Like even Benzema is a great example of a striker who didn't score for a long time. Like he scored. I mean, that, the that the record wasn't as bad as Firmino's. Like, I'll be honest, but for Benzema wasn't a big big goal scorer for a while. When especially when Ronaldo and Bale and 
all these guys had to be lifted up around him so i think, I it, think it, it depends on the squad and it depends on how you play that's what's important here i don't think jiru yeah. will work for this liverpool team i'll give you a reason why jiru is very immobile he's he doesn't move as much like he's a target man and in some cases it will work but for their defensive pressing and the way liverpool press i don't think jiru is up to that like i don't think jiru will be able to handle the defensive responsibility that comes with playing in that position oh, because porino drops in so deep he yeah, becomes a midfielder a lot of the times yeah i would agree with you there but porino does do a lot more than just score goals and anything so i think you want that argument there but i still think yeah. as a goal scorer and when they need yeah the yeah goal, yeah no no he's not a goal scorer as like compared to like even arpit dua is there uh, yeah, he's talking right. about it yeah jiru is will jiru be right in the loop basically what i was also asking and yeah yeah thanks for the comment arpit and uh, well that's that's basically what my argument is like strikers can do different kinds of roles and they do different play differently in according to what the system requires and i think for a system that works that way formino you are not wrong in the in saying that formino they needed formino to score more this season and you've seen the result but like they had a system in place they had to modify that system all of a sudden because they lost a couple of cogs and all of them have gone down like salah has scored a lot has scored but at his usual rate but also, he's yeah. not the same and mane is completely dropped off like he's dead in the water basically as a goal scorer so, oh yeah one more thing did you like see something wrong with him not trying uh, shaking uh, jurgen klopp's hand last night were you worried and everything i don't buy that well like sala has said it openly was it sala or mane who didn't shake hand mane mane yeah like they, they are both a bit contentious sometimes honestly like sala has also said that he doesn't have a great personal relationship with klopp he's like yeah he's my coach and i'm the i'm a player so we don't have to be best friends all the time because like you the, the, sala is not a leader in that squad like you the who are the leaders van dijk is a leader henderson is a leader and uh, james milner is a leader and Anth- andrew robertson is a leader and uh, like those are the guys who are the who directly have a lot more interaction with club and quite a lot of so because you have so many leaders in squad quite a lot of players have directly interaction with the leader rather than talking a lot with the manager like obviously they'll talk but like a lot of yeah, personal messages lot of their yeah. come from the leaders also so that is also an important factor you have to consider like yeah klopp is not the greatest man manager of all time like he's not alex ferguson in that sense because like uh, but yeah like but nobody is anyways so yeah you will sometimes not get along like they're not uh, not all people have to be compatible and friendly for the system to work so i don't see that as much of a problem and mane would be kind of pissed he would have wanted to play this game so yeah i get why he would be pissed also but i also get why klopp benched him because he's not been in great form this season so yeah poor like i don't know yeah. what happened to sadio mane like he's completely like i i i can't even tell like i haven't seen him play enough to tell you exactly what the wrong uh, what the issue is he's missing a lot of chances i think he's dropped off with the confidence everything i think maybe Has last he lost year and everything i think he's lost no, his uh, like dribbling and some abilities so, that way also i think it's, it's just not taken a hit his okay. finishing has taken a massive hit like yeah. maybe the last year or last last year they were comparing him with the world's best wingers and everything and he was yeah. given a team there and everything And well he was one of the world's dropped. best wingers at that yeah. time like he's, he's not in more yeah. he's completely yeah. dropped off well let's see next season because this, yeah. this has been the season from hell from liverpool like honestly so yeah. okay uh, let's let's get on to the next one let's talk about arsenal chelsea god what a boring game 
Yeah, for you, it was a frightening game for us, man. I mean, it gave yeah, us it hope. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. No, like, first of all, when that goal, absolute blunder from Jorginho. We have to give credit to Kepa. We have to give credit to Kepa. That yeah, he did point. well there. Like, what else was he supposed he, to do? He did his best there. I think this was similar Obama to... Aubameyang did quite well. I was pretty impressed with what Aubameyang did. I thought he would have tried to get it the moment he got the ball. But he had the awareness to see Emil Smith-Rowe. Kind of poor, honestly. He kind of got lucky with it, but yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. They got He's the goal in. It and worked, it worked, it worked. It's fine, it's fine. But Chelsea were poor. They missed so many chances. They have that problem. Chelsea still cannot finish their chances. They create a lot of chances, can't seem to finish them. And they don't still don't have the answer. Like, Timo Werner wasn't there today so in that game. So, yeah. well, they have to figure something out. And... Uh, and did you see the Pulisic offside thing? Like, he, why was he so confident with it? I didn't get that at all. Like, yeah, no. Why did he even go to VAR? I think it was a clear offside. It was by a yard or something. Like, there was no way that was like, hey, what do you? Well, say? yeah, the run he made was from really deep. So, I, I kind of get why he would have thought he's onside. But the confidence was weird, and that was, I think, the, I think only an American player in an English game could have had that kind of confidence. Like, he was like, yeah, 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 he's. I've scored, yeah. Let's, like, there is no way it's offside. Like, he was like, yeah, yeah. He was so confident in himself. And then you're watching and then you're like, dude, you're quite offside right there. Like, you didn't even need VAR there. Like, the guy would have told you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so one thing that I wanted to discuss that I missed, uh, that I wanted to tell you about. So, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Arsenal, Tottenham and Everton. So, Arsenal sit one point behind Tottenham and Everton. Yeah. With, and they have one game ahead, like in hand, both of them. Yeah. But Everton have a game against City. Okay, okay. Which I think I don't see them winning. And I yeah. see City cruise. I'm not going to say cruising, but you know, okay, the best let, let's finish off this one and then we'll talk about what you're talking about. Like, let's just okay. conclude this Chelsea game argument. Okay, so did you see any interesting defensive work from Arsenal? Anybody like who played really well? Or... They parked the bus, dude. I think that's kind of expected. That's, to, like, that's not up. pretty bad. Like they were able to yeah. hold Chelsea off. Like they've got lucky with the finishing, but yeah. I think Gord Leno's made some pretty good saves. I think that was one of his yeah. best. And even the audience has some comments. Let me just bring them up for you on who are watching. Well, they miss Werner. Yeah, obviously. Are you yeah. sure about that? I think maybe the Werner yeah, Werner creates so much space for them. Werner has a different kind of like the movement that Werner gives you. Like kind of like, like he's Cavani without the finishing kind of like. And but the runs yeah. are not the same. But he just moves so much and he creates so much space. That's what he did to Real Madrid. He completely obliterated them with the amount of space that they were creating. I still but think yeah, the running space that Chelsea missed it was the finishing touch. And maybe yeah. it was the finishing touch also. Yeah, and first time Lady Luck. Did it shine on Kepa though? Let's be honest, man. Like, they still scored. So, it didn't really shine on him. It was like, <laughs> he did it was well, like for... but he still got unlucky, didn't he? <laughs> I don't think Kind of the opposite of luck. He, he was like two seconds of fame. Like, oh my god, what a save he made. And then, oh shit. I mean, <laughs> oh shit, the wall is still in the back of the net. So, oh, completely undercut him. <laughs> Okay, okay, now okay. Uh, this game was like honestly, I don't want to discuss too much on this game. I there wasn't much to this game apart from that. There, it it wasn't fun. I watched bits and pieces of it, and I did not enjoy anything that was going on. Okay, let's go to your Arsenal to Europa League chat. Like you, really yeah. So Everton have a game against City. If they lose that, then Arsenal. If they win the next two games, which is I think, uh, let me just confirm. One of them is against Brighton, and the other one is against wait, is it? It's well, the Brighton game is kind of an audition for Graham Potter, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. I, I hope Arsenal win that game. 
no matter yeah. what even though i want arteta out and all that but i hope they still win and like mm. it's a close game or something but if they win and tottenham have a game against leicester tottenham have two games right not one no no i'm talking about the tough games like the, ah, they okay. have a game against sheffield united everton mm. i think and okay so, like that's what yeah everton have a game against sheffield united and they have a game against uh, manchester city so i think okay. the city game is what if they lose and arsenal hmm. win both their games but let me just confirm one second arsenal have yeah, a game against I'm... crystal palace arsenal have a game against crystal palace okay. and would you say uh, brighton so considering the three yeah well tottenham and everton have three games so yeah so but if tottenham lose what do you say one of them and draw yeah, another and yeah Arsenal might come seventh, and if they come seventh, they have still some Europe hope. I think maybe. Yeah, but uh, well, they will go to Europe, won't they? I think they'll go to the Conference League. Yeah. I think that's seventh place. Or yeah. That? Good luck in the Conference League, I guess. Yeah, I don't want to see that either. But well, it's a championship to play for. You don't know anything about it. Let's see how it goes. Well, yeah, Arpit is like Arsenal have no chance to make it to Europe. Well, they do technically. They're just one point they off Spurs and Everton, so. That's the point. They're just one point off, and Tottenham have Aston Villa and Leicester City, which are both considerably tough matches. Well, yeah, I think the Leicester Chelsea game is a big one there. If Leicester are able to get a result out of that, then this thing is over. Like Leicester won't have anything to compete for. They've got in their European confirmation. Liverpool can cry their eyes out, and yeah, they can uh, they can be like eh, points reduction for Manchester United for the whatever nonsense that happened. Like it's not nonsense. It's very important. Like nonsense in the sense the I like the narrative around the protests. Like I don't, yeah. I, 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 I support the protests, but I do not support this nonsense that Trevor Sinclair and all these bastards are coming out with that they shouldn't have played this team and they shouldn't have done this. This year, they got their punishment. They've got five games in three days, and you still like three games in five days, and you still want to bullshit about whatever squads they were playing. Like that's our, had, that, that's the choice of the team. Fuck you. They had to play the younger team, you know, if they wanted to compete against Liverpool. Yeah, they had to. They couldn't. None, the, none of the objectives worked. They lost both the games, but yeah, the idea I mean, behind it made sense. Yeah, the idea made. They had to play one. What do you say? Team with Mata, Greenwood, and Diallo. All of them starting. And I can't even remember the Liverpool game against those guys. Like they would, Liverpool would have ripped through them. And oh, yeah. uh, it's not even because the, like the patterns and the coordinated play that Liverpool play with. Like how are these? Not even inexperienced. They just haven't played together. Like, how do you expect these guys to be able to work? Like, they haven't played together. The fact that they made a game out of it at Leicester is pretty impressive, in my opinion. But yeah, I enjoyed that game. I enjoyed watching that team play against Leicester. Let's just talk about that game next, I guess. Nah, I think we'll talk about the Chelsea Man City dress rehearsal that we watched. Oh yeah. This is barely what I this one also. Couldn't, couldn't I also barely watched it. I watched the second half. And I think I told you this before. Man City aren't going to unveil their cards. They played. They removed nine of the players that they played against PSG. Yeah, like it wasn't like them. Like, I agreed with you then also that, that they yeah. weren't going to. Why would they? Like, there is no reason for them I to. I still didn't think they would remove nine players. I thought they'll have like maybe Kevin De Bruyne yeah. and Fulton. People Pesci. didn't complain about that, did they? Like, fuck you. <laughs> They, they didn't have any complaints about that city rotating their side and whatever things happened and well chelsea actually pulled off the win that was pretty impressive especially when they were down i thought they would be they'll be done with it but well Preston, chelsea I did pretty well as, there they got the result as they, as they won i mean they had to win if they wanted to like for the europe uh, europe competition like 
Yeah, Man for City, the Champions League. Yeah, they had. Yeah, to. Man City have confirmed Champions League next season. Chelsea still have a bit to fight for in the Aren't league. They confirmed champions by Tuesday. <laughs> well, they're confirmed champions. So no, I'm saying they still have confirmed Champions League next season. Chelsea don't. Ah, okay, yeah, no, yeah, no, but like not... the, the Champions League is a secondary thing for them. Like they were looking for the at the they were winning the championship. So the argument for Champions League is completely un. Chelsea have that argument. Like Man City, yeah. they don't. They couldn't give a shit. They yeah, were already Man done with everything. Yeah, exactly. So Chelsea had all to fight for, and they did, and they managed to get a result. I think the it Guero was closer. Penalty. Honestly, I didn't expect it to be this close because, like, oh, yeah. what 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 kind of formation was that? Like, Sterling was basically playing in midfield along with uh, who was Cancelo. the other? Ferran Torres. Like they, they're both basically was a, like, deployed in the midfield or something. Yeah, Aguero was. I don't even know where Aguero was playing. I think Jesus went off on the left, and I think Aguero went up front or something. Like I didn't get that formation at all, and it. But it still kind of worked. It still kind of made it. It kind of he, that man, that bald bastard made it work somehow. I didn't get it at all. But yeah, <laughs> they could have won the game before halftime if Aguero got the penalty right. Oh God. That shit. That. That was a. That was a terrible penalty. Let's be honest. Like that's not a terrible penalty. I mean. He had the chance to seal the game. Did he have to chip? He's known to be. A, he's proven himself as a great finisher. Did he have? No, to but he's a terrible penalty taker. That has also been fact. He's kind of got that messy thing. Like that. I guess that's what happens when you're best friends. <laughs> you do. You have the same you problem. Other, you can yeah. do everything, but yeah, you can't take penalties for some weird ass reason. Yeah. Well, that's honestly, that was great keeping. Like I thought, because Mendy had gone. Like he had got Mendy, but he still. Got up and was able to make. I don't saves. think the ball had enough pace to even like like. Yeah, maybe there was very little best pace that Mendy could have gotten back. Like he did, like he was. What do you say? Fake well, for a second. Well, he didn't go down. Yeah. Keepers are able to are dive in a particular direction, and if he had done that, no. But Mendy just went down on a knee because he kind of realized at the last second that that's what happened. I think the foot so movement showed that the ball was slipping. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of read that like at the last yeah. moment. So that's brilliant from the keeper, but. Uh, But yeah. it looks very stupid for a. It looks really stupid. That that much I'll agree with. Yeah, it looked really stupid when it happened. If I have to perf- like time it to perfection and anything with the Penenka and like what is yeah. the chip, so you have to like. I think I don't think it's about timing at all. It's about deception. If you're able to fool the keeper, then you're caught in the. Yeah, goal. that too. If you don't fool the keeper, then you don't get the goal. So yeah, so obviously Aguero looked like an idiot. Like his apology, I understand his apology. I don't think it had to be done. I think. Uh, Most Premier League strikers and people who have done this, they would suggest the same thing. I'm not just paraphrasing; like I heard this from Ian Wright and stuff. So, yeah, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It didn't really matter long term. So, yeah, yeah, they could have celebrated on the pitch. I think that's the big, big deal. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, Which... let's move on to the Leicester game. I I was so disappointed with the end of the week. Like I shouldn't be. He's barely played this season. He's how was he supposed to figure out how to play with these guys, especially in midfield, when you need a rhythm to be able to play with the guys around you. At least you do, you need the guys around you in a rhythm, so that you either they carry you or you carry them. But like Mata was playing, Mata wasn't too bad. But like yeah, like he does. I still think better. what you said that the team hasn't played together. Not once yeah. has this lineup been seen before. Not so even like, close to this lineup we've exactly. seen before. Not even close. Like, and it was kind of harsh. The three games in five days and anything. It was. Yeah. It was a purposefully. It was purposely done by Sky. Like I honestly believe that they wanted to punish these guys. They could have scheduled it for the weekend. Honestly, Liverpool didn't have a game on the weekend. They could have played then. 
but no they wanted to punish them for very obvious reasons like yeah because you screwed us over so like the idea that sky is and uh, these guys are uh, the telecom co- like the uh, broadcast companies are uh, the golden like are really nice good hearted guys which is what a lot of people what they were projecting during the european super league nonsense they're not that they lost a game they lost their advertising revenue they lost sponsors like they lost some sort of money from their sponsors and who's to blame manchester united the club has to be the first one you blame you can't blame the fans directly because they'll massacre you like you, yeah. you lose all support so they took their frustration out on manchester united and i think after a certain point the manchester like, had to accept it because yeah like if get rid of the reasons for the protest okay let's just put that aside when you look at it from one perspective there was a game that supposed to happen the game did not happen the reason for the game not happening was the fact that the security wasn't able to keep the fans out so obviously there's some they're supposed to be liable like you can't directly punish them because that would suggest that you're against the protest or you're uh, against the fans or something but so obviously they didn't want to do that so they punished them this way they're like okay we'll we'll fuck over your schedule we'll we'll basically try and kill your guys as much as possible and the p- people who suffer the most are obviously the, players, the players because the players are basically exactly. fucking uh, cattle to you so fuck you fuck them the players and the manager got steamrolled again in something that they weren't involved i'm not blaming the fans at all it's not the fans fault it's sky who's done this sky are the fuckers who they 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 it clearly tells you that they do not care about the players health and jurgen klopp and pep guardiola have been on this for a long long time even solskjaer has talked a bit about it and mourinho talked a bit about it these guys they, they don't have any consideration for the players uefa doesn't care about the players like no one cares about the players they want more games in the format they want yeah. more games in the format yeah and they'll fuck the players over again like what's the they want them to play 70 games a year i don't know what's wrong the games they'll have to play I don't like the format anyway. The qualification format is so bad for the players. You have to turn up in July, man. Like, what the hell are you? What the hell is going on? Like, if Arsenal qualify for the European Conference League, you will have to start watching matches in mid-July because that's when they start. I mean, Absolute there is no. It's it's ridiculous the amount of the toll that this takes on the players and. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like they'll these guys. I don't. I'm. I get surprised also. Like health, health and medical sciences have gone so far that they are able to sustain this. But I don't think. I think long term health this will be worse. Like especially look at the players now. The dementia problems and all the health problems with the concussion protocols that were there. Like these players don't get their respect at all. Like they they aren't seen as human in some cases, especially like. It's ridiculous. I think we'll like take last match, which we we'll like to predict. So, what do you think is going to happen in the champ- uh, FA Cup final? Chelsea okay. versus Leicester City. Do you want to talk about that, or you want to talk a bit about the top four? Let's talk a bit about the top four. We'll do that after this game. We'll just cover up the FA Cup final because this is this is this weekend. Ah, okay, like it's a set of games, of kind of. Yeah, I get that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, tell me. So, what do you? Okay, I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen I'll, to you. Your thing. No, I asked you the question, so you answer me first. I want to hear your uh, opinion. What do you think is going to happen between Leicester City versus Chelsea? I think honestly, Chelsea are going to win this, but they're going oh, to lose the Premier League game. <laughs> yeah, I think. That's I what think, I think. You they think you think you you think they're going to lose the Premier League game against them? Yeah, that, right that's that. what I think, and that's what I really hope that happens. Like, like honestly, I love Tuchel and everything. But this has gone overboard. They they be they are being portrayed as some fucking brilliant side. That's not what they are. Like they're a good bunch of players. That, that I'm honestly what Tuchel has done just tell you how badly Frank Lampard was handling this. 
and it's not even Frank Lampard's fault. It's for it's for the Chelsea Football Cup for hiring Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard was not qualified and prepared for that role at all. Like I think Ole, the fact that Ole the Ole thing has worked, I, I think it really screws up, and especially the Zidane and the Pep. Like these three guys have really skewed how these kinds of appointments generally go. Tuchel has been doing this for a long, long time. He knows how yeah. to work the squad. Like I don't know if they'll win the Champions League final. That's a much tougher one. But this one, I think they should they should be able to confirm this. They should be able to win this. I think but they I, deserve. I am kind it. of hoping they lose the Premier League game. They, they deserve what do you say a trophy for the run of games and the performances they've been putting up since Tuchel has come in. I think it's some kind Maybe. of a reward or something. At least an FA Cup. I'm not sure about the Champions League final. I still think. Okay. Still some people would that. argue that the Ole thing hasn't worked. Okay. Like, why? Like, I I wasn't happy with Ole in the beginning at all. But honestly, that thing has worked. Like, how has it not worked? Like, it's been two and a half years and the Ole out thing is at its lowest now. Like, two and a half years into a manager's reign and you're not shouting. The, they have the, the best. What do you say? That is a success. Record. That is a huge, huge success that that guy has done. They have the best away record. They have less losses than Manchester City. You can definitely see the progress and yeah, everything. That's not even important in my opinion. It's just that he's improved the players. That is the exactly. biggest win that that guy has got. He's realized he's, what he had with the squad and he has put them in better positions to improve. Harry Maguire has picked up his game under him. And Harry Maguire Like, look at what happened in Greece to Maguire. And Maguire was being crucified by the British public for a while. But uh, he he picked himself up and Ole has to be credited. Oh, yeah, That's there are still some gaping holes. There are still some scores with the squad. But that doesn't mean it hasn't worked. Like, for what he had, he's done well. Well, yeah... I don't rate him that highly. I don't think he's a championship-winning manager. But yeah, I think uh, uh, his man management also Yash is talking about. And uh, honestly, it's just... Uh, it's worked. It has worked. And it has been a success till now. Yeah. Like, long term, I'm not predicting what's going to happen. Like, the next step that they have to take is the biggest step that he has to take. It's uh, another NBA concept. Like, the leap between being an all-star and a superstar is the biggest leap you can take. And so many people have faltered at that jump. And similarly, as a manager, well, you have to take the jump from doing well and being competitive to actually jumping and winning things. Like, if especially if they lose this Europa League final, yeah, the Ole out thing will start up again. And you will start having question, start having question marks. But with the current market, honestly, Ole will be given another season and he deserves another season. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Well, the semi-final curse, that was the, the biggest talking points of Ole's, of Ole's thing. Like, all of them he's countered. Like, the semi-final curse that these guys can't progress to finals. He's in a European final, okay? He's, uh, uh, they barely, like, they, they, they aren't defensively solid or they don't have attacking plans. They scored a lot of goals this season. They've been defensively pretty good. Yeah, you can you can easily see how he scored the, brought the score together, as Shatid is saying. Like, you don't have to be a tactical genius all the time. Like, that's not... You can... Like, as they say, there are many ways to skin a cat. Like, Zidane is not the biggest manager in the biggest uh, tactical philosopher in the world. But he knows what his players are and he fits them into positions to succeed. That's kind of... To some extent, even Klopp is, fits into the category with that. Well, no. Klopp is a very particular set of... Uh, like, Klopp wasn't successful when he first came to Liverpool because he is a gegenpressing philosophy. He has a very solid... Uh, they they need to be heavy metal. They need to push their opponent. They they basically want to run their opponent off the pitch. And that is why the Andrew Robertson signing worked. Like for most other managers, Andrew Robertson would not have gone to the strengths that he's gone to. 
he was nobody before he came to Liverpool. And uh, yeah, like uh, Sir Alex is a completely different beast. Yeah, like honestly, uh, Sir Alex has pulled off some brilliant tactical games in Europe. Like watch 2008 or 1999, like how they handled some games tactically. Like some of the formations that they changed and. He might not have been like he didn't have a philosophy, philosophy per se. But yeah, like even Zidane, like some tactical tweaks these guys do, they are really good. Especially when you win the Champions League, you can't be tactically flawed at all. Like you have to have brilliance there. Okay, we've gone completely off topic. I apologize. So uh, let's get back to the final thing. Like uh, honestly, I'm not expecting much from this. I think it'll be a pretty bland game, and. Uh, I have. Uh, I'm expecting Chelsea to take this. Like they'll take this with a one goal to nil. I'm expecting them to take this, but it would just be so much more fun if Ian Archer just steps up on the 90th minute and scores the winner. I think, and Leicester City win the FA Cup. I, think I would love that. Would I would love exactly. that. That would be something. They would deserve it. They would they deserve would. it, and they, and it would be really big, especially for the personal circumstances that the club has gone through. With the death of their owner in that helicopter crash and everything, yeah, I think that would be like that would be awesome. Like it would be, uh, like I I don't know, like because he's one of the few owners that the players really love. So, well, uh, they they talk about it. They talked a lot about it around the time of his death. They like Casper Schmeichel was so so emotional about it. He he spoke so well about how he like how he was empowered by the ownership and. How the ownership really cared about the Leicester area, and how like like Man City, I think I've done the same. They might not, they might not directly communicate a lot with, but they've done a lot for the yeah. for the community, and like whatever their reasons might have been, but you can't deny the fact that they did a lot for the community. And Leicester did the same, even though Leicester like they didn't technically need that kind of branding. They're they're a Thai company, so the King Power company that is owner uh, owns the team. And the way they worked with the football team, the investment strategies, the guys they brought in, the management team, Brendan Rodgers is an like they you can't imagine like anybody uh, like uh, a Brendan Rodgers coming to this club three years, four years ago. I can't imagine because he Brendan Rodgers was winning and he was winning a lot, especially with Celtic, and he did really well with Liverpool also, in my opinion. But yeah. Okay. And the so, best part is it's a final. Hmm. You never know what's going to yeah, happen. Like that is the, that's the best part. Well, you you it's know it's going to be kind of boring, honestly, because most finals are very cagey. Like yeah, but it will be a match to look forward to. Honestly, there's another big big. There's a bigger game that's happening this weekend, but I don't know if you want to discuss it. Uh, it's the UEFA Women's Champions League final this Sunday, and uh, that is a huge huge game. It's Chelsea versus Barcelona. And that is the game that I have to watch this weekend. That is my game to watch this weekend because that will be excellent. Uh, do you want? Do you want me to give you some background on it so maybe you can watch it if you want? Like anybody who watches. I don't have the streaming service for that. I've been wanting to watch women's football. Ah, for that's disappointing. Ah, okay, yeah. okay, okay, fair, fair. I, I've barely watched. It's a supposed to be free to air it here. Honestly, like it's a, like uh, anybody here is supposed to be have able to have access to. <laughs> maybe try that. Like use a VPN and try and get in on the UK thing. Like. Yeah, you just send it to me. I'll maybe get into it. Yeah, I think that'll be yeah. my first. Okay, I'll, I'll still give a background to anybody who wants to watch this. Okay, so it's uh, Chelsea versus Barcelona. Barcelona unbeaten the, in the league. Uh, yeah, you can watch uh, WSL on that app uh, on the uh, the player, but uh, it's not. Uh, it's not available for the Champions League final. So I don't know. We'll have to. You guys will have to check how to watch it. But I'll give you a bit of a background on the game
unbeaten this season. They scored 123 goals in 26 wow. games. Wait, what? Yeah, it's yeah. I'm not joking. They scored 123 there, goals. There like no competition or something. Barely anything. But yeah, that doesn't take away from the fact that this team is excellent. Like they oh, beat obviously. every opponent. I, the other team that has been good in Spain for the past few years has been Atletico. Real Madrid came up like I think it's like second year or something like that. Like Real Madrid were like Manchester United in this regard. They did not invest I'm, in their women's team at all, and they didn't have one. Are you telling me that team averages five goals scored? They do. They least. do. I've seen them score ten. <laughs> they beat the shit out of opponents. They just go out and beat the shit out of them. And they—it's not like they—they uh, they don't play well against bigger teams and they're just bossing little league. They're in the Champions League final. They yeah, beat PSG on their way in the in the semi-finals. And that PSG team has some players. Like I can't tell you all the players, like because even I'm new to this. I can tell. Or about the Chelsea team because I've watched them actually play. Emma Hayes, hands down, one of the best managers in the world. She is excellent. She's excellent as a uh, and she's really interesting as a person to watch as a manager. Like she has a she has something about her. There's something. Uh, there's some weirdness about. There's a quirkiness about her personality, and she's really funny on uh, in conferences and stuff like that. And uh, she's really sharp also. Like she'll uh, she talk, the way she talks about the game, you can see that this person understands football. On a much higher level than the person they're talking to, so well the, there is uh, it's uh, okay first the manager then the players they have uh, the b- world record signing uh, got uh, Penil Harder I can't pronounce her first name I apologize and they have one of the best keepers in the world Berger like I can't pronounce the rest of her name and uh, they have uh, Franz Frank Kirby who's had a weird weird career like. Uh, I don't remember the details, but I read a bit about it, and uh, she actually left football for a bit, and uh, she had some sort of illness problem. And Emma Hayes actually, Emma Hayes played a very, very important role in her uh, in her career. She basically had to leave the sport for a bit, and Emma Hayes was like, "Don't worry about it. Just take your time. Get back. Like get fit. Get take your time recovering from this." So she had to stay away from the game for a year or so. Then she came back. and this is the first full season that she's had or and she has been excellent uh, you might know a bit about the wsl like the how competitive it has become as a league chelsea won the league on the last day they have they, they had competition from man city even manchester united were there in the title hunt for till around uh, jan or feb but they faltered and uh, It's uh, it's been uh, this Chelsea team is excellent, and I didn't even talk about their top goal scorer Sam Kerr. She's Australian, and she came in this this was her first season, and she got a lot of she got a lot of bashing like Werner basically, oh. and uh, yeah, like she can't finish and she can't do this, and then she scored like twenty one goals at the end of the season. Like she basically was able to recover towards the end of the season, which Werner still hasn't been able to do, even though like they were putting in performances and they were stretching the opposition like crazy, but uh, yeah. it's not the most interesting because if you don't have a background at all this is all just words to you and i understand that <laughs> even ayush looks a bit lost so i i don't under, I, i don't feeling like you know, i'm a cricket fan and you're a football fan and you're explaining to me why football is better and I'm, everything's almost going above my head <laughs> yeah no, the, no that's why i'm putting in names like search these names out if you want a background because i you can't could spell or pronounce any of them i could even remember most of the names i'll you text you the names then okay yeah. i'll put in the names uh, it's okay If you just search harder on Google, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> It's Pernil, okay? P E R N I L L E, harder. H A R D E R. 
and I know uh, the spelling of order. Don't worry. Yeah, she's a. Uh... <laughs> okay, yeah. This this has not been. I I I hope for more when I started talking about this. Like honestly, I haven't done it. Uh... Yeah, See, like I, I, I think Yash knows watch... a bit about it. Yeah, Sam Kerr is one of the best. I want to watch women football and everything, but it's not here. Yeah, no. WSL, wonderful. you can start watching. They have that uh, player that you can watch from anywhere in the world. So I oh, used to no, watch it. Like, is it which streaming yeah, yeah. platform do you watch it on? It, uh, I I used to watch it on. Uh, it's called the FA Player. Uh, download an app. Like just go on Android and download one. Download the app. Just sign in once, and then you can watch almost every WSL game. So oh, from great. next year at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Champions League is a bit of an issue. Game. Champions League, you'll have to. Uh, we'll have to figure out how to watch. Yeah, we we'll search it up. Ooh, yeah. Anyways, you want to do the discussion, the final one that I've been waiting for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about the top four or? Uh, I want to talk about one player you would sign in the top six, the traditional top six, to improve mm. their squad even further. So, like, if Man City are going to win the treble and anything, of course, their squad is almost perfect. But if yeah. who would that? If they were to sign a new player, who would it be? Yeah. And what okay, else? Uh, like just be, before we start this, I, I have to point this out. Yes, uh, okay. I, I want to talk about this, and uh, I uh, I think we can discuss it. But uh, it's we don't have the time. We have to do this top six thing because we came up with it. Like that's the only innovative thing we've done for the week. So <laughs> I, we, we'll talk about it some other time. Just if you watch it again, just give me a reminder. Man. So okay, let's go. Uh, one signing for the top six, like the perf, like the one's main thing you need. Like one signing you need, you the need. The first you have to pick the position also if you need to fill in multiple yeah. positions. So like you oh, have to just, have only just one player. Yeah, no, you have to player. pick the position you want to yeah. fill in. Like that yeah, the, as the most important. That's what I was saying. Obviously, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So let's start with Manchester City. Okay, Manchester Please. City. Uh, well, left back is the obvious one, but. Yeah, uh, I think- I, I think I, I I think they could. Uh, I think they they need a striker more. Honestly, I just think they need a striker more. They, they? I feel so because uh, honestly. I mean, I've been on that bandwagon for six they, months like, now. Yeah, they I know, but uh, they prove me wrong after every game. <laughs> they do, they do, they do. If but, they uh, win the Champions League final, do you really? Yeah, it's think such a stupid they, argument, man. It's so won. hard to make that argument. It's. I I just I. Like I've watched the game, and sometimes you could just see. We've talked about this yeah. before. We, I, I could see that if they had the even peak level Aguero or even close to peak level Aguero was there, he would have been in those positions and finishing those chances. Like look at what Edinson Cavani has done for Manchester United. Your movement, the your understanding of the game, the way you read it, dude. Those things, especially for a striker, they are so instinctive and so important. That is why I think that like even if they win this final, okay, fine, but. Next year, it's not going to be the same. Like Bayern Munich, we thought is were going to be like all-time best teams, but look at them now. They don't even the, their manager who got them those things has left. So that was like, I mean, he wanted to leave it for the Germany job, but anyways, I think yeah, one no, whatever player... the reason be, but like yeah, sometimes it yeah you're you're you won this year, okay, fine, but if you want to be a dynasty and if you want to really prolong excellence. That's what you need the most, and the left back thing—they've been getting it away with it for like a couple of years now. And Zinchenko is actually in the best form that he's been in in this whole City career. So, uh, I I'm not too sure if they, they well, the striker I think is what they need to be an all-time team, like to be compared to the treble-winning United team or the Invincibles of Arsenal. Like, if you want to be 
be a dynasty like they're already are a dynasty but if you want to be like unbeatable completely they fill in that striker spot and it is over i don't know you know i think i would i was on that back. i still have honest some yeah, extent yeah, yeah. i think i would yeah, still prefer having a left back first and then a striker of course yeah yeah but yeah i still think that pep guardiola has somehow worked a formation where they don't need a striker anymore throughout the season apart from i think two to three blips i think there was the manchester united game there was the leeds game i didn't see them need a striker like need need a striker like oh my god we need that striker they they scored five to six goals against teams without a striker they have mm. mares finishing up front for them they have de bruyne they have foden mm. gundogan got into a lot of goals in the middle i think 12 yeah. to 13 he got in in a stretch yeah. Well, yeah, that's the problem, right? Like you, you're relying on players who are not goal scorers to score a lot. Like, like Gundogan is not a goal scorer. For, for Bernardo Silva is not a goal scorer. It's like, working. Yeah, they they did it that's this season, man. But that doesn't mean it it dictates a long term success. Is what my question is because, like, quite a lot of players they have those one year spikes and then they'll go back down to normal because Gundogan hasn't been playing for two years. Gundogan has been playing for ten, twelve years. Yes, like I'll get back to your team once we are. Okay, like once we complete our discussion, then I'll show your team around. Okay, like just don't be like so. Just wait a bit. So that's what I think is the 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 issue is like you still need a striker. Like you need that player because these guys aren't like even De Bruyne is not a great goal scorer. Like he scores a lot not of good free kicks and long yeah. rangers, long range goals. But yeah, you can't call him as a you you can't believe that he's supposed to be one of the. Uh, like a, that's not his objective. That's not the reason why he's in the team. Phil Foden might turn out to be that. Phil Foden actually, the the way he dribbles and the his movement and everything, he might actually turn out to be a great goal scorer from midfield. But uh, fair enough. Know, they have a lot of people. They they do like it's a it's it's a very stupid argument to make, right? Yeah. I'm not going to be right because like you could easily I can cut my own argument right now. Riyad Mahrez is there. You got Raheem Sterling. You got so many players who can actually still score goals. So. Exactly. So we're just contradicting. So okay, fine. You want the striker? Fair enough. Which striker would you want? Get an Harry Kane. This, Harry is, this Kane? thing is done. Like, let's Fair wrap enough. up next year's Premier League already. Get yeah. an Harry Kane. He plays 25 games. This thing is wrapped. He plays 20 games. Also, he'll get you 15 goals at least. And those 15. The number goals of goals doesn't matter. Honestly, like you just need to. You need him to 25 games so that he can win 25 games, and the rest you can still manage without him, even if he's injured. Because you have yeah, this yeah. shit to fall back on, which is already winning you the league. <laughs> it makes Jesus no Christ, sense. Man. How does one team do it? They they should honestly, if they if they could afford it, I think if they could afford Mino Royola's like 50 50 million agent fees. Should have try and get Haaland somehow, but yeah. Get Haaland, Haaland, get Danny Ings, get Kelly Chiang. Get Danny Ings anyone, also. Like just get anyone. somebody in and like get, get anybody somebody. in for a plan B. Like honestly, their best case scenario is Danny Ings. Like Danny Ings should be their. Uh, they have a buyback clause. They don't want to spend blockbuster money. So. They have a buyback clause on Kelly Chiang and 50 million for him. Dude, in Inacho, I think doesn't play. Inacho is a bit of a system player. I don't know if he'll work with City system. Like. Yeah, he's got excellent. Play. He will have excellent players around him. But Inacho, like he drops in a lot. He'll basically be doing what Gundogan does for you. So, because uh, look at look at the goal they scored. Uh, the first Leicester City goal scored. Where was Inacho in that goal? He was so far back. He was next to Albrighton, like four yards up from the halfway line. Because that's what he does. He goes drops into the midfield. He'll play in those small pockets of space, and that's where that's the space that he vacated, which Tielemans was able to attack. So if you look Fair at it enough. that way, I I still might not just fit. 
Yeah. I'd still go with the left back, and I think for me, okay, yeah, choose look, the guy. They yeah. should look into Theo Hernandez. He's been great with AC Milan this season. He's okay, been yeah. arguably one of the best left backs in. And and he would work with that team because you need that, you. That's what you want from the left backs. Like you want them to maraud. You want them to push. And Theo Hernandez is an excellent attacking output. He's extremely fast. Also, he can do he's, the lap. Uh, he's basically Trent. Uh, like he's as dynamic attackingly uh, in an attacking sense as Trent, but they do it in different ways. Yeah, and he's just a bit faster than Trent. I think. Yeah, he's sure. not a passing player. Like he's more of a. He's a bit Runner. more physical than Trent. Trent yeah. Is more, Trent has a soft and he's got a. I think he's defensively cycle. better also than Trent, but anyways, I think. Yeah, that can, comes with the physical part of it. Yeah. They can leave up the what do you say? They can leave up the creation from defense to Jao Cancelo, and he can still make the runs and everything. He doesn't have to have the prioritized hmm. Trent Arnold role or something. Yeah, there's many chances. Well, even uh, yeah. every team. Yeah, I I guess he kind of agrees with me. I I think. Well, they, honestly, I, like you could play Cancelo been, a lot on the left, can't you? Just you play can. Cancelo because he's just supposed to feed into midfield anyway. So I still think he performs better when he's on the right. That's one thing. You play yeah, him out of position and left. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kyle Walker has an option so, there. So they, yeah, I, mean, they, I, I don't know. We're we're arguing on like the. It's such a nitpicky argument, man. Like honestly, let's just leave Manchester City. To be honest, they don't need anyone. This is just suggestions. Yeah. Okay, Hernandez is pretty similar to Shaw. I think Hernandez is a lot more dynamic than Shaw. Hernandez can shoot a mean shot. Like Shaw barely scored. Like he scored like three goals in his career. So, and uh, Hernandez let's is very on. strong physically. Like Shaw is strong, but he's not Hernandez strong because Hernandez. Let's talk about United on. now. Let's talk about United. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I want to hear your opinion because I've I've been thinking about this for for a while now. I've been thinking about this for months. I was thinking about this last year. So give me your. I, I'm pretty sure I know your answer. It's a right midfielder, right or right winger. No, give me yours first, then I'll talk. Mine, I think they need a defender to pair with Harry Maguire. Okay. I think they need a centre back. I think they need some. I'm not sure. I think I'll get back to you with the player. I'm still thinking of my FIFA memory, fair, although. Fair, fair. I think they need a holding midfielder. I think me and Yash are on the same lines. Like I honestly think, like Sancho, you have to get. Just get Sancho. Oh yeah, you I think they're going to put in a ninety million. But if I had to pick one, I would pick the because I want Pogba to drop back into central midfield. I want him to do that. And if you have a dynamic enough presence next to him, you'll be able. Pogba will be. Pogba can do a lot. Like Pogba is doing pretty well on the left, but it he's not a left winger. You can't. It becomes a problem because Rashford is not playing in the right position, so it it kind of flips the team a bit, and that is why if you want to be able to execute, like you need Sancho on the right, Rashi on the left, Bruno is obviously where Bruno is, and Cavani is your striker for next. Fair season. enough. Fair enough. Pogba I gets can't... in on the in one of the central midfield positions, and then the other central midfielder like somebody like a uh, 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 who else could you bring? Honestly, Thomas Partey would not be a bad shout. Like he won't get in, but. Yeah, like somebody like that. I mean, that's after just finding the ball further and can do a lot of defensive work because Pogba can do it, but Pogba is inconsistent with it. So you so you want to remove both it. Fred and McTominay? Well, they can be. They'll play their games, but yeah, like I want. Uh, you don't want them to be regular starters, like. Yeah, I don't want them to be your first plan of action. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. My, I think my defender. I think it's a bit of a. If Fred was able to do a lot more passing, like as, as an attacking, as a passing. Uh, If Fred could really pass the ball well, Fred would be the answer because Fred is oh, Fred yeah. does a lot of things. But yeah, I think he, he made the mistake yesterday also. I think Declan Rice. Honestly, I think Declan Rice is perfect. 
Yeah, but I still don't think, even though how big Manchester United as a club are, I don't think they can get Declan Rice and Sancho in the same summer. I think even Declan Rice is going to be upwards of 80 million, if I'm not wrong. I think that's what I read. Yeah, but around 80 million for Declan Rice and around 80 million for, 90, uh, for yeah. Sancho. So yeah, I think. I, yeah. Do you think they can afford two blockbuster signings of that level? Technically, they can. And I think, they, especially after the European Super League thing, they'll have to put in some money in this. Like, or no, okay, fine, don't get in. You don't need a blockbuster signing. Just scout well because there are a hold of options on a They could a, even get Edward Camavinga. He's been amazing. Camavinga will be more than 90 million. Like you, you cannot. He's 18 years old, and he's at a. He's playing really well for a big, for a good French club. So, uh, I think Eduardo. They can Camavinga. They can't afford Camavinga. Is just uh, and Camavinga won't come. And I, I Camavinga. There's a lot. Of, he's 18 years old. Why would you expect him to slot into a starting team? Like you have to nourish those kinds of players. Those are very long-term players. Like get in Camavinga when he's played consistent three, four seasons. At in the, yeah. in the French league or something like that, that's not going to happen. He might just go to, uh, yeah, Locatelli is a good option. Like, uh, uh, Locatelli is a good idea because he's uh, he, he'll be kind of like, uh, honestly, Sandro Tonali would have been an excellent option there. Oh, yeah, but I think he joined Yeah, yeah, he's not going to come, obviously. No, Sandro Tonali, they can't get. I don't know about Tuchemeni. Uh, like you'll have to tell me a bit more about him, Yash. Honestly, if you, if you want to come over next week for an episode, I don't mind. Like we can talk a bit about. Sure, it. get in touch with us. Yeah. Contact us on Instagram or something. You have a PR report account. We leave yeah. it down below. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, get in touch with us, and if uh, you can talk about these things in person, like he's naming players even I haven't heard of. Yeah, so I haven't yeah. heard of them. I haven't heard of Tuchemeni. Like Tuchemeni, I've heard of yeah. Sumare. Sumare is supposed to be a defensive midfielder, but I, I haven't seen him play much. I think Bruno Gomez from League One and Leon is also doing well. Yeah, that would be a tough one because Bruno, uh, I, I don't think he does that much defensively like for you. Like He's also a kind of guy who pushes up a bit more. Oh, so Yeah, so I decided the centre-back. I think this is quite, again, an expensive buy. But I think yeah. cool. Exactly, Sumare has... is also more box-to-box, right? Yeah, that's what I also thought. Like, yeah. Yeah. Dude, this guy knows French leagues. Like, come on, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I think... Wait, talking about a midfielder, I think there's a Brighton midfielder that you guys might also require. Ah, Bisuma, yes. That's yeah. a good one. Yes, that's a good one. Yes. Bisuma is a good shout. I think he Bissouma would perfectly. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I was hearing uh, Ian Wright talk about it as well. Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's some uh, speculation is uh, that uh, Bisuma is going to Liverpool. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think even Arsenal had an eye out for them, but I don't think he's. Yeah, no, he's not going to Arsenal. There is no way. Why would he leave yeah. Brighton to go to Arsenal? Yeah. Hey, they're 17th and we're 9th. I mean, there's still a huge gap. But I think if they have a chance at Liverpool, then I would understand why. Yeah, no. Bisuma, I think, could work. Like, uh, Yesh doesn't I agree know. with us, but yeah, I think he could work. I guess that Arsenal are a banter club, but we're still above Brighton. I mean, you don't forget Yeah, that. no, no. Yeah, no, but like, I think Bisuma can go higher. Like, that's all. Oh, yeah, obviously. That was, that's yeah. what I'm saying. If he has two yeah, options, yeah, they'll no, put an I, I was working anyways. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Moving okay. on, I was saying the centre-back, uh, Koulibaly, hands it on. I think that would be a great shout. Maguire and Koulibaly. Koulibaly is too old, man. Like, he's too old now. And I don't think he's going to leave. That's the only one I could think of. We'll just move on then. Well, Varane should be in the market, honestly. Like, there's a good chance you might bag Rafael Varane. That's the latest. I think I don't think that's going to happen at all, but yeah, like, I think that's I think there were only rumors of Sergio Ramos. 
Man United PSG. I think he is might. Is Koulibaly finished? I don't know, man. Like Napoli have done pretty well finished. this year. I wouldn't call him finished, but I don't know. On I don't know honestly. I haven't seen him enough. How how am I supposed to know? Anyways, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Liverpool. Yeah. Okay. Liverpool. They need a centre back. Don't they? They just need to, like they need one like a they need Koulibaly more than United do honestly. Do like somebody like Koulibaly. Back or are they waiting on Van Dijk and Gomez to return? Yeah, but like if you there's no depth, right? Like the moment Doug and Gomez also is so injured. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a star signing, something that you need. Need. I still do. About, I still do think they need a center back. Like you need so somebody. You're gonna like, be picking what a center back. What other holes? For, okay. Okay, tell tell me what you think they need. I still think need a, they need a striker. I still think. I'm well, still Jota is there and like. Is so the problem with getting the problem with getting in a striker on that team is that most strikers will not work. Like Kylian Mbappe is the only one that might actually really work well for that team. And, and that dream died the second the form dipped. I there think. are there are ten question marks around Kylian Mbappe fitting in with that team also and. I I don't okay fine if you have a striker option like who do you get in give me a give me a name I mean that also depends on a lot of factors if they're playing in Europa League the budget and everything and the player no okay no uh, fuck the budget like okay Liverpool can afford they have the money they they don't no, like spending like, different thing but no yeah. as in like who would want to play for them in Champions League and who would want to play for them yeah in whatever Europa okay League. let's get rid of that consideration also it's Liverpool do you not think a player like Haaland would fit there I mean you've been one. Person who agrees that Haaland fits into each and every system. Ah, the does he fit in this system though? Because that's the most unique system I'm in world football, in my now. opinion. I'm forty. I mean, do you yeah, not yeah, see no, no. Haaland working everywhere? I, I, I would question that one. Honestly, I would question that one. I don't, I don't know if he will. Like that might be the only system in the world that he might not. He might fit fit in something like, uh, because see, the problem with the Liverpool team is that you need your strikers. You need the front line players. To press, press, and press because Salah does not do that. Firmino and Mane take up a lot of that load. So Holland if you want to press, does he press? I don't I think, think so. I think he can. He has. Been he can, but like no. Time. But I think you, you see, it's kind of like if you're Kobe Bryant, right? You can't do all the defensive work when you're supposed to take a lot of load on offense. And if you are supposed to take a lot of load on offense, which Haaland will be expected to, you can't expect him to do a lot defensively also. And see, like the structure, the body, the physical presence that he has, I don't think it's suited to pressing. Fair enough. Well, I uh, think I still. I mean, he might be able to. He might be willing to do it. That's not the problem. But like when you are that big and that and you're that strong, like you need to maintain your body also, right? Because he is. He's not the size of a normal man. He is like oh, six five or something, right? He's a giant. He's a six four giant. He's six four. He's uh, he's not exactly like well built or like fl- fleshed out as a uh, physically, and uh, you, know you risk a lot height? of injuries with people who are tall. And uh, Do you know for his height, he's one of the fastest players in the world. He is. He is. For the long legs help him because uh, Haaland is in the 16th percentile for pressing in the world. Yeah, but that could be like uh, I buy Ayush's argument that he might work in a Klopp team. But yeah, I don't. I just don't see that fit, honestly. Like it's, uh, well, uh, I don't know. I I think uh, when Haaland, somebody like Haaland comes in, he'll bring in a whole media circus also. And Liverpool are very, like 
they don't want any of this media circus nonsense to get because klopp is that kind of manager like he does he does not care for these non- these nonsensical things so fair enough i think i don't know if it will just speed it up a bit so okay. let's go on to chelsea chelsea uh, this is a tough one because they had a big big summer window transfer window so like who is left back getting a left back Are you sure about that? I think Chil- oh, Chilwell. Oh no, Chilwell is there. Yeah, he's been performing well recently. Marcus Alonso because he was playing the last game. So like Marcus Alonso no. from that. Yeah, <laughs> Chilwell is there, and Chilwell has been good. So I don't see. Chilwell has been good when he's. Yeah. I mean, he's well, the best. Honestly, the they best don't have a lot of replacements to make. Like maybe look at centre back. Like get in somebody instead of Christensen or Zuma. Like. Oh yeah, I mean Thiago Silva has been great this season. Yeah, but Thiago Silva is not long term anyways. You need to exactly. keep Bruno Fernandes and Zuma as one of your starters and Rudiger is the other one and you need a third Rudiger one. has been playing well under what do you say Tuchel. He's oh no, I'm not massively. talking about replacing Rudiger. I'm talking about replacing oh, no. one of Christensen and Zuma. Yeah, yeah, I agree there. Oh. So, I keeper think for I, Chelsea. Uh, do you think they need a keeper? Isn't Edward Mendy fine for now like Oh, he's doing a great job I think. I think I don't think he's doing a great job. He's He's not Kepa. That's his biggest, the biggest boon that has been on him. Like they don't really care on what he does. I mean, I think I think this was a quote from I think Jamie Carragher. If I'm not wrong, Chelsea play defensive. They don't play defensive football. They defend really well, and I think so. Yeah, they, they don't the play defensive football. That's 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 incorrect. That yeah, they don't. Man City play defensive football. So no, he said they don't play defensive football, but they defend really they well. They defend well, yes. He and, said, uh, this, and I think this, I agree with that. I was that. thinking, I was thinking this, of somebody to partner Conte, but I think Jorginho does that pretty well. So really, really. Yeah, apart it. from the Arsenal, more and a lot of young them. players that they might want to give a chance to. Maybe put in Mount next to Conte and bring another attacking pair. You never know. Honestly, that Chelsea team, you could do a play, deploy things in so many different ways. I think Mount is so he does so much and Mount is such a hard working player. I think that midfield combination might actually even even work. I mean yeah but I think that's a bit what do you say a bit what do you say lower up in the field as compared to Mount where he plays higher up on the field is nearly at the center yeah. forward position as something he's yeah. involved in a lot of the attacking play. So I think I don't think he'll step back into that position to partner up with uh, what do you say Kanté mm-hmm. Kovacic or uh, would you say Jorginho could fit the role or whatever? I yeah, they could even. I think long term, I think you could honestly consider Mount putting because, like, see, Mount doesn't like you have attack. You have Kai Havertz and you have Christian Pulisic and you have like they are more dynamic as talents. Like Mount is the is not a dynamic talent. Mount is a grafting talent. Like he's the kind of player who you need in support. Like he does a lot. He's an excellent player and he does oh, really. Oh, sure. But I think at their best, I think Havertz and Werner and. Uh, ZH and all these guys, they will provide more of an attacking output than Mount will. Like you, yeah, there are arguments to make against it also because like you need somebody in the front line to press, like with Timo and with Kai and with Pulisic. Like you need another like wh- whoever plays of the two, uh, like wh- whichever two play, you need the third one to be Mount so that you can press your opposition up front. Like I understand that idea as well, but I think the, as a midfielder also it could work. Another I point think, in the. Uh, the but he's like 28. I mean, 28 is not exactly old for a keeper, is it? That's not even my biggest problem with this argument. My biggest problem is Kepa. Where does Kepa go? Where do you get? Kepa? You can't sell him. He's not going to go till his contract expires, and till then you need to like, you'll have to make do because no, if nobody's going to buy him, then how the hell do you get in another keeper there? 
Oh, also, I think the center back they should get in. I mean, they don't even have to exactly spend money on the transfer. They should get in Alaba if he's not signed a contract with Real Madrid yet. Yeah, I don't think Alaba is coming to Chelsea. There might be a chance, but I don't. I'm not buying it for a second. Like, yeah, you. That's a good shout. Like, that's a great option, and he'll give you positional versatility. Also, you might want to play with. And I think Chelsea require that. Yeah. Like play so, Alaba as left back, or you put Alaba in central midfield. Or you play Mata for Kante. <laughs> He's what do you say, Mister Versatile for them? So yeah, that works. Let's move on. Yeah. We're actually one hour thirty-five minutes. This is quite like yeah, almost this went forty much minutes longer than we expected. Yeah. yeah, I think it was the. Well, last we did a couple started. of off-the-top things, so yeah. We I think we discussed Arsenal for a lot of time. In the yeah, story. half an hour for Arsenal, and then the uh, we just did random arguments in the. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. It's okay, fine. Okay, so. Uh, do we count Leicester and West Ham as? No, 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 no. Oh, I said traditional, traditional. Ah, sucks. Yeah, because those are the teams I would have actually liked to observe. We can do that next week. We 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 aren't running out of topics. We can do that next okay, week. Okay, Arsenal, uh, Arsenal, Alaba is done for Real basically. Arsenal need a coach. Even Yash Jen. Yeah, we've had this. We I'm not going into this again. No, no, no. no we're not talking it. about that right we now. We just did it. Like this is ridiculous. Okay, what players? Arsenal. When what what do you not have to fix? Like you have only one left winger. One central, one attacking midfielder, and uh, right back Callum Chambers if you want to carry and oh, Rob no, Holding. No. Like, what position do you not have to fill? Keeper, you don't have to fill, in my opinion. Exactly. So I think I'm going to go with a right back slash right wing back. And here's my shout: Hakimi, get Hakimi. He is going to be the perfect pair with Bukayo Saka. Inter Milan Hakimi's need to sell. To Inter Milan need to, to sell. Inter Milan need to sell. He would go to Dortmund if he had to. Like, I, I, Hakimi would would go anywhere. Like, Hakimi, he's Didn't not Hakimi going to have a lack of. Dortmund? Well, Hakimi was a loanee at Dortmund from Real Madrid, so. Yeah, so Dortmund wanted to sign him then, but Hakimi said no, and he went off to Inter Milan. So, and so that thing hasn't really done as well as they would have hoped. Like for Inter Milan, shit worked out because they won. But yeah, I yeah, still think asking for a CB, but yeah, they. They need a lot of places to fill in. Honestly, I mean, I still want to give. What do you say, this guy? Uh, what is name? My own centre back. He's playing for Saint Etienne at centre back right now. Ah, Saliba. Yeah. Saliba. Well, yeah. I want him. Like he's had a personal issues, a lot of personal issues. So that's. No, I think I've read somewhere that they're going to be integrating him into the first squad because of his performance. How they'll have to like they they bought him for money and they basically kind of ditched him out and he completely lost confidence yeah. in himself for the. That was day another day fault that he But anyways, was it Arteta's on. fault? I don't think so. I think the that was upper management that. Uh, Like he didn't even get a chance to play with the squad. I think like there was some issue. Like he couldn't fit in into London and stuff like that. Like his onboarding was a problem, and Arteta had nothing to do with their onboarding. I believe. I'm not sure. I think he was not like giving him a chance or something. I spoke about this. Also. No, no, no. He had personal issues, man. Like he had family issues and stuff, and he got homesick and stuff. It wasn't. A, it wasn't. A, you can't completely blame a lot of people for what happened there because it got. Oh yeah, happened. for sure. Yeah. It was a complicated case, but I'd like to see him because he was yeah, a good player signing. I don't that know how well he's done at Saint Etienne, though. He's done pretty well. He's done. He's been okay. one of their better centre backs, so it's one thing that I'd like to see. Oh, okay. moving on, Tottenham, Tottenham. Oh no, I want to. Oh yeah, you did that. Central midfielder. They need a central midfielder. They need to get rid of Jaka. They have got it to need. Uh, they need to do that years ago. And Lenny is not the answer. Thomas Partey. You need somebody to partner Thomas Partey. You need to figure something out. And th- 
like you need to first figure out exactly what you want to play and then you have to figure out what you need to get in for that so who are you shouting for central midfielder uh that's a tough one because i am not going to lie i've watched arsenal's each and every game since the start of the season and trust yeah. me when i say that jaka has been one of the better players He, he has, has been better, but he's still not what you need. Like Jaka is not going to fulfill the requirements. I still think he might he's do well, but there's a complete clear lack of dynamism in that central midfield, regardless of how oh, well Jaka sure. plays. He does oh, his sure. job. Like Jaka is supposed to be a role player in the team. Jaka is not supposed to be your starter. Like kind of like Fred and McTominay. That's the kind of role he should be in. He should not be like like the problem with this thing with Arsenal is right. Like they barely can afford anything. Like they don't have two fucking coins to rub together. and uh, that's all up to the owners man that's the most irritating bit it's a long term complete butchery of a football club that they've done like they don't i don't like getting in villian on that big ass contract like chelsea fans are celebrating out in the streets like i know a couple of chelsea fans they completely lost their shit like get this fucker out of here and uh, next episode my name is going to be croenki out okay i think I think that's yeah, more necessary that than art it out, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that, that will so that will mean much closer than art it out, honestly. Who's yeah, but... the midfielder that you want? Ah, oh, this is a tough one to figure out. It's a, oh God, what kind of like? Yeah, maybe Kamavinga works here, but yeah, like he won't he won't go. Yeah, there are. I mean, there. I'm not going to be what you say. Hopeful or something, because hope kills you when you're an Arsenal fan. Yeah, like uh, yeah, he I don't be like uh, Hussein Awar. Ah, I remember. Oh, what? there is this uh, the Leon. No, no, no. There's there's this other midfielder in the Leon team. I maybe Yash might be able to help me out. Okay. Uh, no, no. Uh, what was his name, dude? Not Lucas Paqueta. No, no, no. You're talking about the AC Milan guy who went to Leon, right? Yeah. No, no. There's another midfielder. He starts with M. Like, uh, I don't remember his name, dude. Like, he's he's super young. Uh, Kakare or something like that. He's called like Maximilian Kakare. That's the guy. Yes. I researched I'm him. That guy's good. That that guy's okay. good. Like he's he hasn't played enough like for uh, like compared to Awar and uh, Gulmeres. But yeah, he's he's not their first. I don't know if he's their starting choice midfielder. But Maximilian Kakare, remember that name. That's a that's a good good I player. I will. I will. Yeah, yeah. And Awar is also important. Well, Awar doesn't play the position you want him to play. Awar, Awar, he you is, would get in if you wanted to replace Martin Odegaard or something like a more dynamic, a more attacking presence. Like you want to play the city four three three, right? If you're not playing three four three and you play four three three, he should be your third option. That's what Awa should be. But yeah, and he's available for thirty million. The biggest problem with so. Arsenal is that their the current formation. I don't know what they want to do. That's my problem with Arsenal. Yes, Maxence Kakare. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that's There's the one. There's a lot of like, problems. I don't know the exact name, but yeah, it's M Kakare. That much I can tell you. Yeah, yes, that's the guy. Good, great player. Great, great player. Yeah, I'll have to look into it. I'm not aware of him. I don't yeah. follow French league as much as no, even league. I don't. I was, I was, I don't know what I was doing. I think I my options were talent. That's when I figured the guy. I, I think my options in the midfield would have been uh, somewhat like Angisa or Bissouma or something. Angisa is a good shout. Angisa is a good good shout, and Bissouma also would work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. These yeah, two yeah. players would have. I think I've seen them play and everything. As I've seen them all play, so I think these are the players. Really? <laughs> yeah, she's like. Uh, I hate Rahul Riley. If Arsenal sign him, I won't like it. <laughs> Maybe that's the signing you still have to. But Rahul won't. Uh, he won't solve the problems. That's the biggest problem. They need at least three big signings. Three changing, like three. What do you say, players? They, that they need to figure out how they want to play. That's my biggest problem with them. 
they need they to figure, to figure out, out a particular out. way of playing like they at least set a like figure out where you want to play which players like manchester united like they know which players they want to play in which positions and then then you can figure out now what kind of like what type of players you can get into that spot who will improve the team when the when you don't know how this team is going to look in the next two months that is one of the biggest problems with arteta you don't he doesn't seem sure how he wants to play like there are a lot of arguments against that guy honestly and it's piling up and the more i discuss this with you the more i actually start buying what you're saying exactly like, yeah there are so many problems in this team and like this they don't the have a, this is the main reason i just think, I just think he's not prepared for this that's this that's the biggest problem like it's not even his fault like he's just been put in a position that he should not he be does. in that's exactly. he has he's not qualified to be even close to this this he's complete massacre of a football he's club out of his depth Completely you know and out it's of not, it's not even like his fault to be honest like not all of it is his fault it's just that arsenal is honestly most of it is not his fault like arsenal is like, part, like most of it is not his fault he just does not he can't rely on experiences he's not done the job how do you expect somebody who's not done the job to do well at such a level like you have to grow there's a pyramid in place for management also not just for players you have to keep going up and up and up and up exactly so i think for today it's not arteta's fault for this like we, we forgot tottenham like it's not arteta's oh, yeah. fault that he's been put in this position that's the biggest oh, yeah. problem with these arguments that arteta out and all these things right well uh, yeah well whoever thought he is good <laughs> to be sacked yeah it should have happened but whatever like what can you do like we don't even know who got whose idea it was okay let's talk about tottenham like let's see what tottenham need like i think this is another team that needs a lot of signings they have good players honestly i like that squad like which position do you really need a player in like i think it has worked i think it's left back or right back i most probably right back for that I think considering that well, the Doherty thing completely it. flipped on its head. Maybe Doherty picks up next season because Mourinho wasn't helpful to Doherty's career at all. And left yeah. back also Regulon can play well. Like you don't really there's not a lot of like a red flag signing that you need. It's just that it's a good squad. It's kind of like uh, quite a lot of it the squad is burnt out. Maybe maybe look at center back. Look at a center back. I think that's the position they'll have to figure out because they the also not need to be looking for a striker if they don't qualify. For ah, okay. Yes, also said center back. Yeah. Dude, they. I think considering the fact that Harry Kane's future is un, in, uncertain, they'll also have to be looking at a striker. I don't think they can start the Vinicius guy they got in. He's is actually he? not. He's actually been one of the better secondary like backups to Harry Kane that we've seen. he's been better than lorente and he's better been better than because when he played in the premier league also he actually came up with goals and spurs won that game so well carlos vinicius is actually might be the only signing like he might actually work for that role that they've gotten him in for so i don't see that striker like if harry kane leaves it, that's that's it, the right big boots to fill you know being one of the best strikers oh i'm not saying game. he should i'm not suggesting that at all i'm talking about backup to harry kane because i am not assuming that uh, Harry Kane is going to leave. I think even Yashar. Oh, I, I think. Where will he go? Nobody has the money for Harry Kane. Where will he go? Give me one I club. Mean, Give me the one. Same, then the same argument with PSG is Kylian Mbappe, and then Haaland. Well, Mbappe in. because Mbappe because Madrid are going to somehow find the money for Mbappe. That's what I, I think. Madrid can also go for Kane. I mean, I still. Don't Why would they I... go for a twenty-eight-year-old when they got twenty-one, one-year-old World Cup, twenty-two-year-old World Cup winner who's? 
basically like even as a brand look at kylian mbappe as a brand the amount of money that revenue money that he's going to fetch real madrid is miles more than harry kane harry kane can barely speak english that's quite true i agree with that but it's it's i love harry kane but that's just a fact he sounds weird like it's really hard to figure out what he's saying we saw the spurs documentary oh, you yeah. you need subtitles for a guy like him like and that's not his problem honestly that's not his job his job is not to be he, a revenue maker his job speaks for him. his work speaks for him as well yeah i that's just that just honestly that just a uh, and yeah the daniel levy factor is also a huge huge problem harry kane is not leaving daniel levy will try and make the shit out of him i just you don't the money is not there for harry kane honestly psg might be the only place that he can actually go yeah wait how many con- uh, years does his contract have left again i think that plays at least 2 or 3 years at least like but still so, like 180 million is going to be the demand for kane like i don't think it's lesser than that i think that's for domestic rivals if i'm not wrong or he okay, said fine, that he's okay. not going to sell for domestic rivals yeah but then why would you not sell him to like why would you sell him to psg for 150 like would you just give a discount to your former manager or something like what Why would we, you would try and milk everything out of it? Like domestic rivals, yeah, they don't want to sell. They would, yeah, they man. wouldn't sell to a domestic rival if that's the only buddy who's going to bid for him. But if PSG are in market in the market for Harry Kane, then yeah, they're going to. And if Man City also are interested, automatic auction. You can sell him for one eighty million easy. If Fair those two enough. teams are actually interested enough. Fair enough. So I think the right back they need to look into. I think neither Oliver yeah. or Doherty have been. Good enough this season. Get a Lamptey, honestly. Get a Lamptey. Why not? He's still injured, isn't he? Or I, he hasn't yeah, been the same. Yeah, but he'll recover. Like it's not like he won't be. Like he he hasn't been able to play. That's the I problem. I think this was also a player that I would have considered for Arsenal, but I don't know. Anyways, I think Lamptey is a good answer. Ricardo Pereira considered, but Ricardo Pereira will be expensive as fuck. That's the problem. And uh, again, what do you say for a club that's finished higher than Tottenham? Why would anyone want to go down? No, but Leicester. Leicester have that policy. They'll they'll sell and because they don't have to. Re- they don't even have to look for a replacement. They have ready made. They have two Justin replacements and... ready. They have Justin and they have Castagna. So yeah, fair enough. I think that <laughs> that's why. That's the only reason. And Ricardo will become much more important at Arsenal than he would ever be at Leicester. That's a that's a factor that you have to look at as well. Arsenal or Spurs? Spurs, like whatever, whichever team he goes to, he'll be more that's important. That's true. That's true. And I think Spurs, he might actually consider because Spurs, like if Spurs are able to find the right man for the job, I think the Spurs team as a squad has a lot of capability. Like they can really do well, especially looking at Son and Kane this year and the things that they've done. Like the they dynamics, Tangi and Dombele, you have you have one of the best midfielders in the world at his day. Like Tangi and Dombele is not was not used correctly by Mourinho. Tangi and Dombele has to be given his chances, and also I think absorbing to watch. I think I watched the Leeds and what do you say, Tottenham game. They lost. They were thrashed. But Delhi Alley's passing was out of that world. Yeah. Delhi Alley is a. I I can't figure Delhi Alley out honestly. I don't know what he's supposed to be. I don't. I can't figure out his best role. I think Pochettino because because Pochettino played in such a weird like Pochettino wasn't exactly a positional guy. Like he didn't care about the. He needed players to do particular jobs. So that's why Delhi it worked well for Delhi Alley under Poch, but like under. Uh, Mourinho, I think Mourinho is such a huge problem, right? Because they are such good players, but they have no value as a squad whatsoever. Because that's just what Mourinho does. Fair enough. I think that's quite a lot for today. I think this is one of yeah. our longest podcasts. Our long, one of our longest, easily, yeah. For yeah, which fair, fair. we didn't even prepare. 
yeah we don't even have enough content yeah. i think i think next I week i think i i will we'll talk very little about the fixtures we'll delve oh, into yeah, you know, couple of, we'll come up with a couple of topics and we'll discuss the topics more rather than the actual games because it's uh, like after a certain point the games are the games you've seen them read a match Fair recap enough. like we'll talk we, we we'd rather talk in terms of teams and actual like things we saw rather than actually like talk about each game one after the other so yeah all right that, yeah that should be it for us uh, yeah please check out the footy report we both been writing we both came out with articles this week what was your article on ayush just remind us once again oh graham porter next best hostel manager yeah mine was on uh, uh what did i write on yeah i wrote the leicester city match recap yeah that i think yeah. i should have written on the liverpool one but yeah United versus Leicester, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, not a great game to recap, honestly. When you <laughs> basically have a team of kids playing, what am I supposed to recap? Nobody cared about it, also. It didn't get any traction. So, anyways, uh, thank yeah. you guys for listening. Yeah, in. follow us on the PL Report at Instagram, or uh, at the PL Report on Instagram. I apologize, and also uh, check out our individual Twitter profiles. Like uh, our names are in the description. My name is Amshuman Singh. His name is Ayush Rajput. He's got match day reports also, so follow that because he has match threads on 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 the games that he's watching. Pretty helpful recap, honestly. And uh, that yeah, that should be it. And yeah, please uh, stay tuned for next week. And See yeah, we'll talk more about uh, the ownership shit and like we'll talk about different different things from now on. Yes, like even we are trying to figure out what uh, to go. Yeah, like. Uh, Tune in next week, dude. It's already been one and more, almost two hours. Like he's waiting to sign off. So we'll talk next week. Like oh, please check please in same, same time questions next right week. Now. Yeah. Please don't ask questions right now. It's one hour yeah. fifteen minutes. We'll answer this in the next one hour to speak about yeah. this. I'll get yeah, this we'll we'll okay. We'll do we'll do more transfers next week. Okay. We'll we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a different format so that we talk about things that you guys want to talk about. So perfect. Yeah. Give give us input on Instagram. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Like tell Leave us on Instagram. Tell us on Twitter. Tell us uh, tell us in the comment section below. Yeah. Like, tell us in the comments what you want us to talk about. We'll we'll definitely take that on board because like we're we're doing this so that other people want. We'll discuss what other people want to discuss because that's what's fun about it, and it becomes more engaging. Like for us, we, Yash was there almost all the time, and he was chiming in with comments and stuff like that. It makes it really enjoyable. We talk about a lot of different things he hadn't thought of. So, okay, this is it. We'll finally sign off. It's been one hour fifty-three minutes, and I hope you guys enjoyed it and somehow were were able to bear this. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.